Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. And now the drugs are slowly wearing off, and your smile looks more like a frown. I give you freedom, you are alone. Good morning, a beautiful Friday to you. I am Jim Fannin, covering for the great TMC show today. Honored to take the big chair. Ah, just keep going on vacation, McConnell. Love it. So you're stuck with me till 9 o'clock. I am your substitute teacher. Behave. Rick Dykstra is in the booth. We're going to talk to him after the next break. I've got him for as long as he wants. I'm for as long as I want, he tells me. So we'll talk politics, local. He is your MP here in St. Catharines for the Conservatives. Done a damn good job, too. I'm far from conservative, but I will say, is, is it okay, you know? Cisco's guys come to the door the other day, and they say to me, and I say to Sal, I think it was, Sal's a former liberal, isn't he? And I say, Sal, is it okay for, I'm not going to vote conservative, but is it okay for me to say, you know what, 37 years is too long, even if it's a conservative, I just want some new blood, you know? Maybe the best guy for your riding associate, your riding, is not the party that you support. (laughs) Weird. So we'll talk to Rick Dicer about local politics, some initiatives coming up through his government. We've got the Green Party Clark Bitter from Niagara Falls. Oh, man. He did a campaign launch last night at Taps in Niagara Falls. I don't know, seven or eight local musicians and acts. Cack himself. Never met him, but wow. Forget Eminem. This kid can rap. He's a local guy and a local legend, I guess. But the Green Party kicked off their campaign. We'll talk to Clark Bitter a little bit about that. Incidentally, St. Catharines does not have a Green Party candidate. And I really don't want to do it. We've really gone after a couple. <laughs> and Rick's laughing. You know, it's not that I don't want to. I like my job here on the microphone, you know. And as soon as I announce, I got to go off the air. So I really don't want to do I'd rather support someone from behind the scenes if that's what it takes. Coach someone up. We've gone after some really good qualified candidates that would have been good quality candidates. And... I, myself, and, you know, the leader and other people that are, you know, having these interviews have not been able to convince someone to run green in St. Catharines. I don't want a paper candidate. I don't want a parachute from another riding. And I'm really struggling. I don't want to do it. So we'll talk to the Green Party at 10 o'clock. And Greg Vesna, you guys know if you've heard the show before when I cover for Tommy or my Sunday show at noon here. Greg Vesna is a guy I've got a lot of time for, genius, uh, creatively. He's, you know, one of those genius guys that constantly gets himself in trouble because he's so bright. 
Well, Greg Vesna has asked Elections Ontario to reserve the name not of the above party. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> It's the N-O-T, the NADA party. So at the bottom of your ballot or wherever it fits in, if they do it alphabetically, you will be able to vote for a party that says we vote for none. We actually vote for a candidate and a party that is none of these other guys. It's not a vote for none of the above, which is why Elections Ontario said they weren't going to reserve the name. It's confusing on the ballot. Vez says to them, I will sue you. Give me my name, and they gave him the name. This, I don't know how this is not newsworthy. The not of the above, not of the, none of the above party. None of the, yeah. My lips are a little worn out from last night, maybe. So then we got Vox Populi at 1130. You've got two minutes to do whatever and say whatever you want. Incidentally, I don't mind the meetings with management. I'm not saying come on here and be an a hole. But I don't mind going upstairs. Tommy says he doesn't like the meetings. I I respect that. I like the meetings. (laughs) Whatever I can do to get myself in front of management, (laughs) I'll take it. So don't threaten the license. I like caller-on-caller action. I think I started that on Vox Popular. There's nothing better than saying, Sonny, you suck. Love caller-on-caller. I'm not encouraging it. I'm just encouraging it. So Vox Populi goes off at 11.30. You will have your two minutes to say whatever you want on any topic you want. We've got tons of things to hit today, too. So we'll go open phones at 11.30. You'll have your two minutes. You know how to interact with the show. The best way is to text 610-10. That's the easiest way to get in. I'll take a quick call. Roll the dice. Chris, you're on the air. Ah, uh, thanks for the vines, Bannon. Oh, Chris, good I, to hear you, I, man. I think, I think you'd be a great par- uh, candidate for the Green Party. Um, I would miss your Sunday show, but, I mean, hey, what can you do? Uh, stick with what you're uh, you're good at, and apparently right now you are A-OK with radio. But uh, as for the none of the above party, I, you know what? I thought about doing something like that back when I was in college, getting nominated under the name Box Check This, so it shows up on the ballot as Check This Box, and I'm just relying on okay, voter what, apathy. One, one, what did you say? Box Check This? Check This Box? box? Yeah. Box Check This. It shows up on the ballot as Check This Box. And oh, I got it. On okay, first name, apathy. last name. I got it. There you go. <laughs> you know, we often talked about the uh, the Block Ontario Party. You know, we don't, uh, nationally, if we ran a, a party nationally that was only interested and only had Ontario's interest at heart, you could get you could elect a majority government from one province, couldn't you? Oh, I mean, you know what? The best part is, you know, if you wanted to run candidates for a Block Ontario Party, I mean, you could run candidates in Alberta and because they have massive Ontario populations, too. Well, it's good point. It could be a legitimate good point. national party. I think we should get on there. Hey, Chris, isn't this a symptom of our broken election system? You know, this first past the post, and I'm sure we'll get into this with Rick, and I know his thoughts on it already, but isn't this what we turn to when the system just fails us? Uh, you know what, though? I mean, aside from, you know, direct democracy, I, I think this is a, a much better system than the one they have down in the States where it's, it's just a mess and it needs to be fixed. I mean, as bad as, as, bad, as, bad as it is, um, you know what, I'll take this over, uh, over some of the options. Anyway, Shannon, I'm out. I appreciate your call, Chris. 
Always a good caller. 905-688-2582 are your digits. 1-877-610-CKTB. Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Next up, we got Rick Dykstra. I'm going to spend a half an hour with Rick at least here. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm flying by the seat of my pants. Green Party kept me out late last night. We got no notes, no computer, no safety net. This is Jim Fannin in for TMC on 610 CKTB. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 610-10. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. They are the propeller heads. Jack Priptis running the board. Straight up stud. Speaking of studs, Rick Dystra is in the booth. He doesn't suck. He is conservative. Proud of you, though, brother. You've come a long way. I've said this many times. I am the furthest thing from conservative. You know that. But <laughs> See, the more you say, the closer you get. <laughs> You've had some good people around you. You certainly stood up for the community. And when I ran against Walt Lestuka, I suffered from that same apathy that I've got now with Bradley. Anything is better than what we've got now. No offense to Walt. I mean, he was there a long time. But when you're there that long, tell me about what the voter starts to think. If I'm, I'm certainly not going to vote for Cisco, but I think he's got a real shot in this riding. And I think even though he's a little bit of a robot from the standpoint that he is singing from the blue book, I mean, you were too. I mean, the first election, you've come a long way since, you know, your your political skills and stuff like that. And, and he's a little bit of a neophyte, not from the political standpoint, but coming into a new realm, which is provincial. You know, he's a little bit of a robot. He's he's sucking up everything that Tim Hudak says, which I get. I wish he distanced himself on a couple issues just to make himself look like he will stand up to a leader. Because Tim, Tim Hudak's not getting elected. We know that. These guys need to win a majority government to be elected. Because if the conservatives happen to squeak out a minority, you think the NDP and the liberals are going to let them govern? Well, I'd look in, in 2006 when you and I ran against each other, uh, the, the, the difficulty was that we'd won such a small minority government and everyone asked the same question. Why would the NDP, why would the bloc, why would the Liberals allow the Conservatives to govern? And, you know, things happen after an election. Uh, people people have, a uh, when, when an election happens, people vote, people have a say in uh, members of Parliament, whether they be at provincial or federal, they listen to that and they have, they're, they're going to they're gonna have to, to be extremely cautious if uh, if what you say happens and there were to be a Conservative minority government, uh, I think you know, you're, you're going to have to take into account the potential for uh, at least the attempt to lead uh, by Tim would be would be given to him. 
and the ability to try to work through issues in the House of Con- or sorry in the provincial legislature uh, would have to be deemed um, at least for the for the period of time that he would he would be given the chance to do that. So, you know, you never know. Uh, when and, and the other part of this is we're still fairly early in the election process. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people. Uh, paying attention or have tuned into the provincial it started election as of yet. very softly it came in like a lamb if you you know equate it to weather but uh, um i i do not think that tim will win a minority i think that he's picking the wrong issues he's coming out with the wrong um you know come on a million jobs and then he's going to cut a hundred he's just it was rick let's be honest the last provincial election months before the election i was calling tom mcconnell's show and calling tim premier elect the, Green, the former Green Party guy says it's Tim Hudak is premier-elect. And he, not anyone else, whoever's running that campaign, his wife, I don't know. He hasn't got good people around him because they're not people that know how to get elected. And he's doing the same thing this time around. I think wins while doing it to a lesser degree. She's going to be punished for the current scandals ahead of us, uh, you know, in front of her and behind her. Andrew Horvath looks like the only one with a decent amount of credibility that's coming out with some good planks, picking good issues, picking good candidates and good ridings and putting resources in a place like Niagara Falls, which I think Bart will take back again. I don't, you know, I, I could be wrong. It's going to be tight there, but the liberal guy is a sacrificial lamb yeah. coming out late out of the gate, just like Bradley did. You see Cisco signs everywhere. It's, you know, so there's so many factors, but there is. And I think yeah, well, the one thing that really needs to, you, you saw this in, in 2000. 2006 and 2008 with minority governments. And the fact is, when an election is extremely close, the local candidate makes a huge difference. There's no two ways about it. You can, your local campaign, the local candidate, the team, they can actually impact. Well, sometimes even a guy outcome. like the Green Party can make a huge difference. No kidding. Like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, traditionally we take votes from the left, the NDP and whatnot. And, you know, I know I use this as a, my vote total went up by the differential <laughs> that you won by. So, you know, I can stand there and say, well, I took all those votes from Walt and the NDP and got you elected. I didn't get you elected. I know that but there's a lot of people who who uh, have uh, you know taken claim of those 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 uh 246 votes in 2006 <laughs> so, i think we need to no, i was the first <laughs> but i do think that uh when when you look at listen all of the campaigns when 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 whether you, you look at all three of the leaders you, you commented on 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 all of them um i think actually andrea's for whatever reason has had the slowest start in terms of of media attention the ndp does not seem to have caught traction um at that level and and that's uh you know, I look look here in St. Catharines. It took them a a while to get a candidate named, um, and it's going to take some time to get signs drafted. And do you think, and and, do you think and, Andrew Horvath is going to put any resources in in St. Catharines? No, it won't happen. I mean, well, we saw what happened to Ted Meridian. Though, she he stopped, got she they forgot the, him at the bus station. They didn't does, give him a dime. It, but this is a different election. I think yeah. what you saw happen last time extremely. Well, they know they close. don't have a shot in St. Catharines, though. Well, there's it's this it's, is a Cisco Bradley race for it, sure. It is definitely going to be a, a, a close race. But you know, Jim Jim had to work really hard to to, uh, to squeak out a win in the last. Uh, That's election true. He's been vulnerable before votes. too. So seventeen hundred isn't. Yeah, this is going huge, to be uh, this is going to be a, a, a like a real horse race. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a, I think in Niagara the race to watch. It's definitely going to be extremely interesting. I also think that you're right in in Niagara Falls. It's going to be tight when. Whenever an incumbent is elected, and, and, and it, it always uh, gives them a, a little bit of an advantage. So a lot of folks in Niagara Falls know exactly who Bart Maves is. And he, 
is he represented the riding for uh, for two terms and i do think you've got an interesting dynamic where in niagara falls the race uh, looks like it's between the conservatives and the ndp and in st Catharines between the conservatives and the liberals so it's it, mm. it shows you how close the numbers are and the volatility around you know who's going to be able to make a difference and a leader being able to move up a point or two uh, in in uh, popular vote is going to mean uh, a number of changes in terms of seats. So it's it is going to be interesting. I I think when you we, you mentioned about uh, direction by both uh, Win and and Hudak, if one thing I, I can see very clearly, the lines are drawn. Mm-hmm. You know you know what the Conservative Party of Ontario stands for, and you know what the Liberal Party of Ontario is going to be standing for. They're making that very clear in terms of what they're saying. Right. What do you think Cisco's got to do to beat Bradley in this writing? Uh, it's my suggestion that I, I'm like, and I haven't spoken to Matt, and I will speak to Matt because he, he's accessible, and I think you know we got a mutual respect at least a little bit for each other. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd true. like to see him pick one topic that locally doesn't work for St. Catharines and say, you know what? This is something I'm willing to stand up on my leader on this because right now I see him a little bit as a robot. We want it to, we want three uh, free thinkers. We want guys that'll stand up and say, you know what? And I haven't seen you do this, but uh, you know what? I'm just not like Stephen Harper. When I interviewed him in 2006, said, unlike my party, I have views that are different. I think we should have a referendum on proportional representation. I'd like to see a little bit of more de- uh, direct democracy or reform, electoral reform, and. You know, that was when he was running for leadership. So that's very different when you're running a uh, majority government. What do you think Cisco's got to do? And do you think it would be a good idea if he just had a like a little subject that, you know what, this doesn't work for St. Catharines. I know Tim's plan, but I support the rest of it. But in St. Catharines, if I had a free vote on it, I would vote against this. Well, I, distance you know, himself because getting uh, getting on his jock doesn't seem to be working. He, he this guy could screw up a one car funeral. It seems. Well, I don't think. Look, I, I actually think Tim's done a reasonably decent job of of, uh, of leading from an opposition perspective and and holding uh, holding the win government to account. Uh, look, you you don't have to. We don't. Well, have that's to really his, difficult. Well, but but then <laughs> I mean, what's the win government done right? Right. So 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 why should they even be in this race? I think that's that's mm, the bigger because Toronto on this. keeps electing them. And well, then there's an issue, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think just just by simply standing up. Look, I I learned through this process too. Getting elected is the hardest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Once you've achieved that, then you can start to put your mark on uh, on on how you're going to represent the riding, what's important to the riding, understanding what's important to the riding, and how you can drive that message and how you can drive the things that you need to be able to accomplish, whether it be at the provincial or federal level through through government and through ministries. And the hardest part, I think, right now, and, and you know, the, I think Matt's doing all the right things. He's out early. Um, he certainly was. He was the only signs up for the doors. 10 days. You didn't see a Bradley sign. And, you know, Jim's been, been doing this job for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he understands No lack of respect for Jim. Process. I mean, a great politician, but, I mean, at some point, great leaders need to know when to say, okay, I'm passing the torch. And we've got guys that have been just salivating yeah and we could name them you know the guys around town there you know would be candidates whether it be i don't know mayor mcmullen or andy gill or walter sensick i don't know there's guys to pass the torch to their potential interested who seem like the left-leaning like the liberal type of guys that would pick this up is it on bradley to just not know when to quit well, I think. Look, I think he loves his job. I think he enjoys yeah. what he does, and that and that becomes part of it. Um, I think Matt needs to instill in people in in St. Catharines that he is uh, 
uh, got a focus. He's got the energy. He's gonna, and he is going to bring some different uh, new ideas to the table. You, you can't help it. He's he's a young man with a young family. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a high school teacher in in the Catholic school system. So uh, certainly, education is going to be a, cr- a, a critical piece for for um, for him. And I do think that uh, I don't know. I just think this is as as uh, good a race as we're uh, we're ever going to see at the provincial level in St. Catharines. And I'm certainly going to pay close attention because uh, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be um, a very very tight race. Close close attention you're campaigning for the guy <laughs> and all hey, the conservatives around here that's a loyalty i, I work respect. Uh, i work i work just fine with jim but uh <laughs> but i certainly uh, uh want to see want to see uh matt do extremely well rick dykstra is my guest we'll talk to him more after this break a couple text messages here there are people who actually know about politics then there are people like me who know I want to vote conservative, even though Tim Hudak annoys the life out of me. But Wynn makes me sick to my stomach, and Andrea is the most predictable politician I have ever seen. It's always the lesser of two evils. Well, not if you vote green, Jim Fannin, the host adds. You know what? It actually feels good to put your mark behind someone that's got a decent platform, even if they don't have a shot to win. 905-682-582. We will take your calls if you got some for Rick. He's not opposed to that. I'm Jim Fannin, covering for TMC on 610 CKTV. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at I'm Jim Fannin. Preptus running the board. Campy will be in at 10. Rick Dykstra's in the booth right now. We're talking everything politics. What? Is there anything else? Life is politics. Politics is life. I mean, it's your career now, even though I think you missed your calling in broadcasting. <laughs> you got any plans to go back you to the private sector? Are you just going to be a, a politician until? No, I, I will go back. I yeah? I love this job. I mean, I you know uh, you, you going to go back next term. You say, uh, well, I got, I'm I'm right in the middle of my uh, nomination process. Actually, so, really, yeah. So no, I do intend to uh, to run again. Somebody going to challenge you? I don't know. How I many people heard. in your riding association? Uh, we have about uh, close to six hundred members. So if I brought in three hundred new members, I could uh, I could take over your party association. Yeah, you I could, could bounce you. You, you could never three hundred. You could never take me out <laughs> <laughs> with three hundred new memberships. I could. Well, as soon as you well, sold, maybe not. As soon as you sold about three, I'd probably hear about it. <laughs> Do you are you happy with the way the election system's working, Rick? I mean, uh, you're you're a political major, right? Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Uh, University Brock in New York. Yeah, I did and you my took undergrad political science. Yeah. And I, I, know, look, I, I remember the first election I ran. Well, not the first election, but the first one that I actually was out there in St. Catharines. Uh, Niagara Center was my first election. Um, we didn't know each other then. I remember the first debate, the Parkway. Uh, you coming up to me and going, "Hey, 
I'm Rick. I didn't even know who you were at the time, and I wrote a paper on this in in, uh, That's right. in university. Yeah, and I know it's not part of your platform, but I, as I encourage candidates and leaders and <laughs> and uh, uh, the like to take a stand against their own policy type of thing. Do you think this election, you know, I, you know <laughs> I what I think. How, I love how you, like, the, the framework around how you build an argument is that first you need to go against authority or you need to go against it. I'm not on your couch. You're on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull the Actually, shrink mechanism is, on this me. This is Tom's show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Well, today Tommy's not here. Yeah. <laughs> so with 37% of the popular vote, to have a majority government when 63% of the electorate vote for another party. They actually get off their asses, go out, they cast ballots, they vote for other parties. Do you think this is working, or are you happy to stick with the status quo? Which The, is the fundamental problem is one step further back from what you're saying, and that is that we're... I mean, I just actually read a, a, a paper released by some of the researchers up at Brock about the out... The out um, the outcome of, of uh, how many people come out to vote on mm-hmm. elections. And since really since 19, uh, 1999, we've had a huge over over 11 percent decrease in voter turnout. Mm. So the apathy that you speak about is, in fact, a problem. But I don't think that you actually fix apathy by changing the system we have. We need to engage people in a much stronger way. We have, you know, the percentage that show up at the last uh, provincial election was less than 50 percent of the electorate. When we get to that point, we're actually in where the where, you know, U.S. numbers have been so i do believe that the the first uh, point of all of this is to engage people in a much stronger way to try to get them engaged in the political process to turn out to vote certainly at the provincial level at the federal level the same thing i mean when 2006 the voter turnout was huge part of that was because it was going to be it was interesting people found it fascinating we were going through a significant change we we're going to see a change in government i mean your your voter your your vote turnout in that election your, the votes that you received was much much higher than you'd ever received before mm-hmm. so and i think it paid tribute to the fact that we actually got people inspired we got people thinking about what it was to be engaged in the political process and the federal campaign in 2006. We need more of that. That's the kind of discussion we need to have. And you bring some of that forward in terms of the discussion. I mean, I we certainly disagree on a, on a regular basis about issues, but the whole responsibility or job of, of us who are engaged in the political process is to reach out to others to try to get them engaged in that, in that process as well, which is probably why I spend as much time as I do trying to get information to people. However you get information to people, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, direct mail, whether it's um, through shows like this, trying to get people to understand the importance of participating in the political process. And I, w- I would add to that that we certainly could do a better job of bringing a better quality candidate at all levels, municipal, regional, federally, and provincially, better quality candidates engage uh, the public more. And as leaders of the parties, I think, aren't, isn't it the parties that decide ultimately what the issues are going to be? And if, if FUDAC comes up and says, okay, well, I've got a million job plans, and it doesn't gain traction, that's not the it, public's fault. That's the leader's fault. No, that's true, but but the, the media also is going to report what, uh, leaders say and correct uh, you know you guys were having this discussion you and Tim were having this discussion you know and you you said well it's a little bit of both right either is is it um uh, is it is it is it the politics that changes it or is it the is it is it the people that change it mm-hmm. and i think when you when you look at this process it's why you need to pay a close attention to what leaders are doing but you need to spend a little bit more time researching what they're saying and what their policy platforms are because there's a lot behind the million jobs plan it isn't just going out and saying every day we're going to create a million jobs. It's talking about how that's going to happen. It's and and it is going to um, include a reduction in civil service. Civil service makes up over fifty percent of the provincial budget. The provincial deficit wow. right now is thirteen billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Ten billion dollars uh, of additional revenue 
uh, could be used, uh, if, if we were able to find a way to reduce that, to spend on other things like preventative health care, like uh, in the environment, like uh, w- w- whether it be investments in, in the economy. So it is important to have these discussions. And, you know, the, the funny part of this, you, you mentioned about um, about whether it's going against the grain or, or, or what the system is all about. Whenever you say anything that changes the system, that is going to um, significantly alter, for example, the financial part of how a, uh, a province or, or a federal government is run, it's going, to, it's, going to, it's going to elicit reaction. It can be positive and it can be negative. The fact that it's eliciting reaction means at least people are paying attention. Rick Dyster is my guest. Hey, we'll, we'll take your calls. If you feel like you have a question you want to shoot at Rick Dyster, 905-688-2582. Nine... You can text 61010, pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network, one eight seven seven six ten cktb on the text. Too much political speak is the problem. Engage people by tr- telling the truth. Rick, tell me about well, your feelings on, you know, I heard uh, last night when I got home from the event, I checked out Tim's interview with Mike Schreiner. And Mike, uh, he's got a nice way about him. He's not your typical politician. He says, listen. We're gonna. Ha- there's going to be some painful choices we're going to have to make if we want mass transit. And we're going to want a healthy one. We're going to have to look at parking tolls. We're going to have to look at gas taxes that are dedicated to go go over to the transit. He 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 can't. If he said it one time, he must have said it ten times. I'm going to be honest with the people. This is how it works out. Here's how it shakes down. And I think too much of the time, all governments are guilty of campaigning on one thing, gaining power, and doing whatever you want. Do you think there's a lack of honesty and transparency? I mean, certainly there has been with Harper's government, accessibility to the media, all kinds of stuff. He's kind of put a cloak around him. <laughs> but, you know... But you, you, you're one of the biggest promoters of social media, and no, no, government, use it. no government has ever... I think we're a bunch of addicts on social media, but... But social media, like, for, for you're my... Right, though. For my has announced things on Twitter. It, yeah, uh, changes in cabinet. Um, mm-hmm. What's going to be happening in terms of what his schedule is going to be? What he thinks about particular issues? Like, in, from my perspective, the, the whole the, the strength of what you do as an individual, as an elected representative, is how you reach people individually. If you cannot reach people individually to make sure that they understand or, or at least have an interest or at least uh, think towards what issues of the day are burning at the federal level, then then I'm not doing my job. I mean, I, the best compliment I get is a complaint when someone says to me, why are you sending me so much information to my door? Why are you telling me so much? Why am I receiving this information? Said no one. If I, a lot of folks complain about that. Really? Yeah. They well, say, they see it as, as, I as spend taxpayer paid propaganda, maybe. Well, if read my read my material and determine whether or not it's propaganda, because what I try to do is make sure that Come people, on, Rick. people know what I'm doing, people understand what I'm doing, and people can actually question. You ever even, put even something you in your flyer that says, you know what, I screwed up last term, I shouldn't have voted for this? Because <laughs> you've never made a mistake, right? I've made mistakes. So, I mean, it's propaganda. I, Let's be I, honest. When I Green Party's got propaganda, it always does. Okay, but but the point is that you want to engage people. Like, on the one hand, you want to engage. On the other hand, you're calling it all propaganda. Like, if you want people to not be cynical about politics, you need to speak about it in a positive way. You need to engage. You need to find a way to make people understand why it's important to pay attention. Hmm. And getting them information, having them understand uh, why it's important to read it or, or to, to look at it or view it or, or read a tweet, I'm in a much, much stronger position of people comment um, and, and have a good discussion about an issue if they if they know that I'm trying to reach out to them. If all I'm doing is using the media to, to drive my message or to be a vehicle, uh, how can I be dependent on the media to sell who I am? I've got to do that True. myself. 
And I really give you props for that uh, phone uh, conference call that you did. I actually got a call. I got on that thing. I waited too long to get my message on it and get a message on it. <laughs> but I thought that was such a brilliant idea of engaging people. Like, here, how many people did you actually get onto that call? Actually, the first time we did it, um, we had seven over 7,000 people stay wow. on for um, a, a little over 15 minutes. That's a brilliant idea. So that's an engaged, that's again, like mm-hmm. a, you overstep. You, you know what you it's like. You think they're all supporters? To, or you think it was no, a mix? No, I don't. I, I, think, it, I think it's All a your mix. calls were supporters. Uh, well, actually, if you're on the last Fast one. Fastball across the middle. Here we go. <laughs> Pop out of the park. Rick Dykstra hits it out again. Yeah. Well, I can tell you they weren't all, uh, if you'd have stayed on a little longer, you'd have found out they, they weren't I all stayed to the end, brother. positive yeah. uh, questions. That's fine. It's, it's Native issues it. was a huge topic. Yeah, that, it was at the time, yeah. Yep. yeah. And it still is, obviously. On a text, I turn the dial when I hear any of Wynn, Hudak, etc. I constantly vote, but use the election, the election's policy of spoiling my ballot. Well, don't turn the dial. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we're going to talk about the founder of the none of the above party. <laughs> this is genius. Greg Vesna will be up at 11 o'clock. But one more segment with your elected MP for the Conservatives here in St. Catharines, Rick Dykstra, on Tom McConnell's show on 610 CKTV. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 610-10. need to Welcome back. I'm Jim Fannin. Breakfast running the board. This is disorder. Fresh tune. Take the bumper music serious around here. Check out our show on Sunday. We bring live acts in. They play live from the producer's booth. We got a taste of that. We'll talk about that at ten o'clock when Clark Bitter comes in about the launch of the Green Party campaign. Right now, Rick Dykstra is my how, guest. How do you relate music and and the Green Party together? Well, because well, they had the like eight bands there last night. And, you I know, see. I I didn't start it, but it was a tradition of mine to bring in local acts, feed them a nice big fat tax receipt. That well, you can't pay them cash when you're the Green Party. <laughs> you know, we don't have a lot of money to go around and get the tragically hip like the Conservatives do, or whatever. <laughs> But so yeah, I just been bringing them in the show. I you know I used them to kind so of. So this raise was a word. fundraiser last night. Yeah, bitter launched last night at Taps. Gotcha. He had Cack himself. Uh, I mean, this guy can rap. Forget Eminem. Jessica Wilson. She won the Pitbulls contest. Uh, Paige Cop, fifteen year old high school student. Sounds like Courtney Love. Like just that smoky, oh, deep, wow. really cool voice. And so yeah, we were just talking off air, and you said, hey. You know, I take the local music scene very seriously here. I think that we have a pocket 
of talent that doesn't exist anywhere in the world. And I only know that because the musicians say, hey, I've traveled all over the world, man. And this is something special in Niagara, St. Catharines, Niagara Falls. We have an abundance of just, we've got some talent that's come out of it. We've got some talent like, uh, you know, Dallas Green that's made it big. And then we've got guys that are just as talented. Yeah, Ron Sexsmith, Aiden Miller. You know, I look at his YouTube videos. He's got like 40 views. This guy is unbelievably talented. Mice in the Hurricane, X-Prime. The list goes off the hook. what what do we do to help these kids, these guys? Because, you know, and Clark Bitter made a good point in the last campaign. When people get laid off and fired, they pick up their guitars and they go try and make some money off it. So how do we encourage them? How do we uh, empower them to go make some money in the music business? Well, it's um, it's been a fascinating experience for me to be being over at Heritage. Like when I first got there, I wasn't quite sure, you know, what my responsibilities oh, would be. Oh, I but... see. So you, you had to change the department. So yeah. now you're heading up committees that you aren't familiar with right. necessarily. Well, and, and you get to talk about issues like we just finished um, a review of Canadian music, and 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 we have a fund that uh, must have been factor cool. the mu- and and music action, which is the the French version of uh, how we fund Canadian musicians that are trying to be trying to become successful. And, and it's fascinating. Um, it was about uh, we actually extended the, the 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 study just based on the fact of all of the witnesses we were getting from all over the country. And when you look at the massive changes that have taken place in the music industry over the last twenty years, I mean, I don't need to tell you, like we moved. To the fact we're now digital, we're streaming, and how do how do these folks uh, that that are in the business, that are artists, that, that want to make a living at it, they've had to become entrepreneurs for one thing. They Absolutely. are business individuals mm-hmm. now because they have to find a way to to turn their art into business to be able to survive Distribute it. and 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 move it around. You're absolutely right, and and. It, this is how this is how I fundamentally I guess it was explained to me in the fact that um, when it when when the business and the industry was about selling albums or or, or um, CDs that's where everyone made their money. Mm-hmm. If you were able to sell millions or hundreds of thousands of those, you can make a living. So, you know, twenty percent of the industry was making eighty percent of the money, right? But the other eighty percent of the industry could make a decent money out of the twenty percent of of the cash that that was left. Now we're at the point where 1% of the industry is making 99% of the money, mm. and we've got everyone else trying to survive on 1% out there, and so it's completely flipped. We now have um, groups and individuals who are, who are successful artists. They have to make their money touring. They have to get out there. They have to get people into seats, and that's how they're going to make a living, and when you, when you look at the way the industry uh, has changed, government... You, we've we talked about this how slow government moves. We need to find a way to change, adapt the CRTC, uh, Canadian mm. content, all of those things, be all of those decisions need to be moved move, move very very quickly. So the intent and purpose of the study really is to um, is to is to is to put the government on a new on a new track on a different track when it comes to how do we fund artists. How do convince me this study this isn't just going to get buried in eight hundred pages of <laughs> six hundred recommendations that never go anywhere. One of the and listen, I I have to say um, from an all party perspective, we've got Stefan. Dion sits sits on the committee from the Liberal Party. Stefan, who? Dion. <laughs> okay, you remember him? A green tax shift guy. <laughs> yeah, way to go. I got so you he sits up. on the. I <laughs> <laughs> got you buried. He sits on the committee for the Liberals, and and uh, the NDP have have three members, and and we actually all agree that this this study needs to be nothing. Uh, it can't be pages and reams and reams of 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 just witness testimony. Um, we need something that's going to be concise. We need something that's going to be focused, and we need something that's only going to have a few recommendations in it, not twenty or thirty or forty, to try to keep everyone happy. Please are three, four, five, six recommendations that really can do something to to assist the industry and move it forward. Rick Dykstra is my guest. Herb, thanks for your patience. You're on with Rick. Oh, thank you. How are you? Good. Go. Um, well, my little complaint is about employment insurance, E-I-E-I-O, I call it. Um, 
I'll try to be short and sweet. I have a son who's 20 years old. He was born in 1994. Uh, he was born with only three fingers in each hand. They were webbed. We had to get that operated. You know, uh, his left hand he can't make a fist with. But anyways, when he was 16, he worked out a golf course, you know, after school, summertime. And Herb, then, you got a question for Rick. Okay, uh, I'd like to know why my son... Uh, EI, em- employment insurance is screwing my son around. He, he, he quit a job, got another job for more money, then got laid off, and they're trying to tell him that uh, Herb, he's not your... allowed unemployment and he has no money, he's disillusioned, and I said, how do you like these Mickey Mouse rules now? So, Herb, uh, is your, you guys live here in, in St. Catharines? I live in Fort Erie. I've been to Anna's office. She's been there. She's faxed everything Okay. Uh, uh, at Nicholson's office there. Okay. And now they send another letter and saying, uh, oh, well, you got to appeal again and, uh, and all this, uh, you know, all this stuff. They're just totally screwing my son around. He's totally disillusioned. And Herb, you got I a think good. They owe money. Herb, you got it. There's a, you got a good, an excellent uh, federal member of parliament in Niagara Falls. You keep working with his office. Don't, don't relent on this stuff. Keep at it because if you've got your case and it's going to be right, stay on top of it and, and, and he will, uh, he will get what he deserves. Okay. Awesome. Well done, Rick. Murray, we'll get to you on the other side of the break. Can you stick around just for another quick segment? Ah, you're a good man, Mr. Dykstra. I don't know if Bitter's here yet, but we'll bump him for a segment. He's getting bumped all over the place. Poor Clark Bitter, the Green Party. Doormat. 905-688-2582. Murray, wait on the phone. We'll get to you next. Rick Dykstra is my guest. Don't forget, Box Populi at 1130, right here on 610 CKTB. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. If Tommy lets one bumper long, run long, which he accuses me of doing all the time, get to your... Get your guests. Get to the calls. They don't want to hear music. Is that a good Tom McConnell? No. <laughs> Can't flex it. <laughs> this is a great tune. I always know when it's 10 o'clock as soon as I hear the drums. Those, remember those those fake drums, the electronic drums? What do they call those ones? Yeah, Platinum Blonde, Flock of Seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> Capital City, safe and sound. Great tune. It was on a lot during the Olympics. Is it great? Yeah, was it? Yeah. Did somebody make a commercial? Yeah. Oh, there you yeah, go. In fact, Bell. Who? Bell made a commercial. Oh, really? Yeah, I should know that. I thought it was the best commercial uh, during the Olympics, actually. 
905-682-5822. Rick Dykstra is my guest. Then we go to the phones. Murray, thanks for holding over the break. You're on with Rick Dykstra. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming on the air, Rick. Thanks, Murray. Hey, uh, just one opinion and the next, uh, just a political view on something. I mean, I know you're federal, and, and thank God that your boss is in there now, right? Uh, I mean, or unless, if not, Canada would have been in the same shape that Ontario is. Yeah. I, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't think Jim agrees, but I certainly do. I'm not saying uh, anything. I'm you good. Got, you got to sit this by a socialist once in a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, the opinion morally is about apathy, and and like personally, like I'm a small business owner, but like personally, uh, when I when I go to the vote, you know, and I talk with local people around me, you know, and they're they're all tired about what's going on, but then you see the polls. And you go, oh my God! Like we didn't even matter in the Niagara region because Toronto overwrote overwrote us, right? I mean, yeah, no, there's there, it, there's it, look, we've always had that difficulty, right? And I do think that that's part of the reason why we need to really, whether you're at the provincial, or federal level, you have to take those issues. You got to take the Niagara issues, and we need to do it as a group, regardless of whether or not Malcolm Allen and I are on the same team uh, politically. There, there are issues that, regardless, we have to work together with because that's how Niagara is going to get its voice at the federal level. Because you're right, there's areas like Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, big cities that have a lot of members of parliament that tend to try to dominate a discussion, and and we uh, are are a huge and important piece of of um, of the landscape here in the province of Ontario, and I, I think you're absolutely right, Murray. I mean, I don't know what motivates you to vote. I mean, that's a big question. What 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 gets people motivated to get off their butt and and participate in the process and 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 vote? And and I'm you know I'm, I'm hearing from your perspective that it's making sure that costs are under control, that deficits aren't part of uh, are, are part of a, of a political landscape for a party or a government, and the other piece is that small business needs to needs to be motivated and needs to give the opportunity to create jobs and, and make some money. Well, I, for me, I think it starts right in the schools, like right in the schools, right about propaganda. Like when I went to school, they taught me about, you know, Hitler and how Hitler became uh, as uh, big as he became because of propaganda. And so they use that example to teach us to read between the lines, see where the money's coming from, research to find out if people are telling the truth. And it doesn't seem like people do that today. I mean, it's almost like you can go out and say the sky is black, and then next time you see, you'll have a whole busload of people running around saying the sky is black. Right? <laughs> and it's no, it's got to be, the easiest thing in the world today is being able to research it's at our fingertips. So appreciate you know, appreciate the and call. So I would I would I would like to see it, that education brought back into the schools so people kids learn to think on their own. Because obviously the apple, like if if we don't have people uh, training the uh, young people how to how to think for themselves, I mean we're in a world of hurting. Murray, yeah. appreciate your time on the Tom McConnell show today. Rick, I appreciate your time too. I know you got to get going, so we'll get you out of here at the end of the segment. Uh, tell me a little bit about the the cyberbullying, man. Do we really want government overlooking, looking over our shoulder all the time in the name of cyberbullying? And the you know, I mean, this is a scary issue. Tell me about what you guys have planning on bringing forward, so the government has the right to just go in and look at what you're doing. Well, it, it, look, it's not a right to to do whatever we want. The Governments just don't work that way. They're based on our constitution, based on charter rights and freedoms, and based well, on. We've our seen that, that does, through the that, states. That doesn't matter much. They're checking everything, man. Well, I, and look, you figure I want my government spying on um, other people and me, for that matter. The bad I want guys. Them, well, yeah. I mean, you got to spy on the good guys too to get the bad guys, right? Well, I, look, the the whole issue around um, 
look, bullying isn't isn't a new phenomena. Um, it's something that from an educational, Marie's talking about education and, and getting kids un, to understand, you know, why it's, it's, it's something that shouldn't happen. And, and unfortunately, cyberbullying is something that has led to some catastrophic, uh, suicidal deaths. And, you know, there's no, we can't, we're called to act. Um, people want to see us do whatever we can from a government perspective mm-hmm. to make sure that cyberbullying, uh, is prevented. It doesn't happen. And, uh, if it means, um, if, if, and if we, if, if the police are, are informed about a potential issue, then, uh, they've got a format. They have the right to be able to, um, uh, try to protect the individual, try to protect the family. And, and I think that that's part of, of what we're trying to do and accomplish that in a way that isn't going to, um, be invasive of, of personal and private rights, but at the same time protects society and protects individuals. Great. Rick, what do you got coming up this week? You're home all week? Yeah, we folk arts. This oh, is, yeah. The great. next two weeks is just, it's one of the best times to be uh, in, in Niagara and St. Catharines. Uh, so we get so kicked off tomorrow. You're going to be hitting a lot of uh, kitchens this week. I'm going to be hitting some kitchens this week. This, uh, this is the one time I think you got to let yourself go and have uh, enjoy <laughs> well, you're the looking food. good. You're keeping the weight <laughs> off. <laughs> well, been these... at, you haven't been at the trough too much, it looks like. <laughs> I know I stay away from it because I know guys like you all talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So any special events you want to promote that you got well, coming up? Well, we got the opening folk... kickoff of Folk Arts yep. tomorrow at, at City Hall at noon. Okay. Um, and obviously uh, Sunday, uh, the the tide begins all of the open houses there's a number uh i believe wednesday night club heidelberg's got uh, got their kickoff so okay. it's a big week i know there's a lot happening and uh, i really do think uh, get to the folk arts um uh, website check out what's happening over the next two weeks because it is a it is a lot of fun and there's a um a real cool spirit that happens in this uh, community when when folk arts comes around so we should uh, we should try to pick up on it this is great we've got a, a huge diversity and we come from all kinds of different backgrounds and it's just so great to see the different cultures coming together and in, under one roof of folk arts to celebrate multiculturalism. Yep, longest folk arts festival, uh, running folk arts festival in the country. So. Rick Dykstra, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. That's a full hour. That's that's epic. Love that. <laughs> Hi, is Tom on holidays? Jim? Yes, he is. He'll be back Tuesday. I'm here Monday. And Nat says they should put N-O-T-A on the top of the ballot. Thank you, Nat. 11 o'clock, we'll talk to Greg Vesna about the none of the above party. Clark Bitter's next if he's made it down. And we're going to talk a little Niagara Music Awards, too, at quarter to 11. This is Jim Fannin for Tom McConnell on 610 CKTV. Jim Fannin. Campy's genius. Little green bag for my friend Clark Bitter. <laughs> Who sings Little Green Bag? Reservoir George Dogs? Baker. George Baker? Yeah, from the Reservoir Dogs. It was Reservoir Dogs. I recognize it. Yeah. Right on.
One of my favorites down in 97. Uh, the summer of 97 at the Lakeside, Little Green Bag was one of our favorite hits. Maybe that's one we got into right away. <laughs> Can't be running the board. Clark Bitter, welcome to the studio. You've been here many times before. I have. Good morning, Jim. What a great time last night, man. I got home late, and then I had to listen to Mike Schreiner's interview with Tim. Well, I didn't, but I had missed it, so caught that Couldn't on the podcast. Couldn't early uh, to listen to it when he was well, on at 720? No, I missed it. I was, doing, I was actually doing something else, but uh, so I can't listen to 610 24-7, so that's uh, great. Just head on down to 610cktb.com. All the multimedia is there. Tom's interviews, Tim's interviews, Larry's. It's wonderful gauges. that the podcasts are up there because yeah, no, you know, it's really cool. shows, and yep. uh, I listen to Mike, and, and you know, Mike, again, was, is a voice of integrity and honesty, honesty and um, voice of reason. You know, he sounds pretty non-political, almost like he's not a politician when he says, listen, we're going to make some tough choices. Here's why we're going to have to pay for it. I know it hurts to say it, but, you know, I'm going to be honest with the public and I'll take my lumps. I mean, what's he got to lose? He's not going to get bounced from government. His vote total can't go lower than two and a half percent. Well, I mean, not much lower, but we've seen him up closer to 10 as well. When they had the public uh, private school, uh, Catholic school board thing was one of their main planks. Even uh, Steve Pagan from TVO did did an article on it the other day saying, hey, on the agenda, maybe this yeah. is a game changer. Well, when Mike rolled out the platform, that was probably the part that got the most attention. Um, you know, $1.6 billion is quite a bit of money. Every year. Every single year. <laughs> and, Damn straight, that's a lot of money. Um, one of the things we realized and in, in over the last four years or so was, you know that 50% of high school age special needs kids are being asked by their principals not to come to school? I didn't know that until yesterday or two nights ago when you told and me. 30% of elementary kids? Now that's not necessarily in our region. Now that's a resource problem? Funding? It's, it's funding. There's, yeah. there's no money for the Lack programs. of resources. And, um, you know, Tim Hudak came out and said that he's going to raise class sizes by three kids per Hudak. class. And um, lay off. That, that's a direct result results in 10% layoff of teachers. You know, class sizes are 30 right now. He wants to raise them to 33. That's so Isn't our demographic, is everyone going to lose teachers anyways? Our, our demographic shifting. We're going to lose some teachers, no? Under our plan, we actually probably have to hire teachers. Uh, we amalgamate the school boards. We eliminate one out of every two administrative positions because they're redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, right here in Niagara, that means just at one, at the top position, over a half a million dollars. Okay. Because we have two directors of education, both making in that range of money. Um, we then fully fund every program, including every special needs program. You know, it puts a high school back in Niagara on the Lake. There's a thousand high school age kids live in Niagara on the Lake. I don't know. I don't know how a community survives without a hospital or a school. Or, a school. I, they don't. They or, well, I mean, they're going to have to. They're they busting their kids, kids in their out, year. but you don't have the quality of life, and then you don't recruit people, and then right. you don't have good real estate prices, and then taxes go up. And I mean, there's so what's the, the first impacts thing are ask huge. About Hospitals you and schools. When you, yeah, yeah, in real estate, they, absolutely. What's the closest school? And then they Google it and look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we 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 go to our constituents. We go to the people in our ridings. They tell us what's important to them, and then we go to Mike and we go to the party, and we say. This is what the people are telling me. And we're allowed to do that. That's how our party works. That's how parties are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. The people are supposed to tell the representatives what to bring back, what to bring to Queen's Park. Not Queen's Park telling their people 
what to bring. So are to you the trying? You're going to sit here and actually try and convince me that the GPO is still a grassroots organization that's not centralized in a leader like the GPC and Elizabeth May? Because I mean that that we're still cent- we're centralized in this campaign. Well, certainly are in the campaign. All you're putting all your money into Guelph, trying all, to get Mike Schreiner elected. All the party money just like is going for Mike. Because we need to have a sitting MPP mm-hmm. in order to bring that voice that. of reason. I don't think it's a bad strategy, but if he fails, the party's broke and Schreiner's out. Isn't he? Well, let's not talk about that right now. Like, <laughs> seriously. I well, I mean, you have, to, you have to say, if Elizabeth May road. failed, they put all the resources in the GPC and the Senate's golf. She got herself elected. She did. But if she didn't, the party would have been flat broke, and they wouldn't have been any further ahead. It, it'll be an uphill climb if Mike doesn't get elected. Okay. I'm, but I'm very confident that he will. You um, are. Guelph. I mean, Guelph is a Guelph strong is greed widening, and Mike Nagy's worked that market for a long time. He yeah. was a great candidate when I was around. And, and we're doing and well in Shriner's a couple a other candidates too. Well. We, may, we, we may surprise some people and get more than one MPP. Yeah, there's, uh, is it Dufferin? I think the so. The other strong yeah, Dufferin's doing quite well. Yeah. Um, and we, we, you know, we're gaining traction in Niagara as well. Um, once again, I've gone out to the public and heard what their concerns are, and their concerns are that they feel left out of government, that their voice doesn't count. Um, you know, a lot of people are against things or for things, and the government does what they want want to do. They don't listen to the people. They feel excluded from the vote. It, it showed in the by-election with only 37% of the electorate coming out to vote. Um, and that needs to change. Proportional representation will change that. Uh, you know, if the Green Party were to get 5% under proportional representation, we would get 5% of the seats. Mm-hmm. So a vote for us would then have a voice, and I think that's one of the things we have to push for. Um, one of the major things that I want to talk about today is Marineland. Nice segue. You just get your own show. <laughs> uh, and that, that's a great point. I mean, they opened this weekend. Holler's been running a, a multi-million dollar business. that employs a lot of people. Crying out loud, it, it employed me from the age of 11 to 15 when I was working as a summer student for a buck seventy-five an hour is when I started at Marineland. You know, I had a relationship with a whale. I'd go in that aquarium every morning. She'd roll over. I can't even remember what her name was, she, but she was in the aquarium where I could get good access to her. I just hung down off the railing, and she'd roll over on her belly, and I'd scratch her all down. She'd circle around come back around it was the coolest was thing she in that tank by herself i think she was yeah she was lonely oh god but i had no idea right and yeah. now i've seen blackfish and, and you know now you know once i became of age to understand that these animals are not happy no. uh like i just you know it was right such size? a cool thing to be able every morning i went in i punched my uh, before i punched my card i go in and check it and uh, and it was such a cool experience. To, I don't know how much of a relationship I had with this animal, but like I really I, I appreciate that I had that in my life. But that was before I was you know aware. Well, yeah. And then you see the sickness, and when you're around them, you see behind the scenes, man, it's some ugly stuff back there. So we will get back to Marineland after this break. We will take your calls if you have a call, a question for Clark Bitter. Your time is. 1027. This is Jim Fannin in for Tom McConnell, who's back on Tuesday, right here on 610 CKDB. Green eyed lady, lovely lady, strolling slowly towards the sun. Green eyed lady, ocean lady, soothing. 
is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fan and filling in for the great TMC, who's back on Tuesday. What, long weekend at the cottage camp? Must be. Yeah. Vegas, cottage. It's good to be the king. Tom McConnell, I am your substitute teacher. Get in line, students. Clark Bitter, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Jim. That was a wicked party last night. Good to see Jim Diodati come in right at the height of things. I don't know if that... I didn't know he was coming in. I did. When I hear, Jimmy! And I turn around, I'm like, Jimmy? Jimmy, hey, Mayor Jimmy D. Rock star. He is a rock star in Niagara Falls. Doing a great job. we got a lot of time for Jim, even though he supported uh, liberal Joyce Morocco. Is he going to come out and support this other plug they just appointed? (laughs) 26-year-old neophyte. Talk about a sacrificial lamb. That guy's just getting put up. Well, you know, I I respect him for for running. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's not easy to run. In, in it's hard to have elections. respect for the liberals when they're just putting this guy out to pasture. I'm talking about the individual at the okay. moment. I yeah, think sorry. you know he's right. young. He's 26. Um, he obviously wants a future in in litigation lawyer. He's a litigation lawyer. Um, Lionel Tupman. Yep. Um, he's got the look. Uh, I haven't. Heard, I didn't. Unfortunately, we were having our launch party yesterday, and I, I wanted to listen to him uh, at uh, five o'clock here. Um, I didn't get a chance. To I listen think to didn't him. he Steph? I don't think he came in. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, they're not doing any media till next week, apparently. Oh, well, they okay. want to leave until there's only two weeks left in the election. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, but uh, anyways, good job last night. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you uh, for continuing a tradition that's been close to me, anyways, by bringing in some local acts, local bands. I've been doing it here on the show. I did it as a Green Party and you, candidate I, I back in 06. Thank you talking to Rick about it uh, earlier as well. That, yeah, I learned a lot talking to Rick. Well, I always, you know, he's got a lot of information. Um, and when Stephon he's in Dion committee. is in there. Yeah, in the and, committee, uh, yeah. Stephen Hoop. So I, yeah, I caught that too, but you know, Stefan is a very intelligent man. Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, knowing that he's in there and it's a bipartisan approach to what to do about Canadian music inspired me. It made me feel better about things. I can't wait to see what the result is going to be. Mm-hmm. It all sounded sane and, and proper. It definitely needs to be addressed because the industry has changed right. and indie music, um, particularly in Niagara Falls is a struggle. We have a wealth of talent here. I mean, you just saw, we, we saw five or six bands last night, artists, mm-hmm. and every single one of them was from a different genre. Mm-hmm. We had a 15-year-old girl. We had an 18-year-old. We had... Who are just old souls, man. That Jessica Wilson's just, got so much personality, and Paige Cop stepped back Courtney Love. Like, talk about a deep, dark, smoky voice, and she loves to rock, man. Her and, mom was telling me about... You know, being worried, she's in the mosh pit with these big guys. Like, she likes to rock it out. She's a rocker. 15 years old and a good kid. No, not boy crazy, doesn't have a boyfriend to speak of. You know, like, just serious about music. Very, very serious about music. She's cute. I feel bad. Every time I look at her, she smiles at me. I'm thinking, you can't sing with a smile on your face. Her her mom says, oh, no. Every time she makes eye contact with someone, she's smiling. I'm like, okay, well, It it is kind of funny to see her. Someone who's basically so grunge, oh, yeah. smiling the whole time. It's so like, cute. no, no, <laughs> grunge don't smile. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you did a nice job but, there last uh, night. You so. know, I don't think the others had uh, people bouncing to the hip hop. Tell me and, about you know, a full dance the, floor with the cack himself. The cack himself. So bounce, this guy's bounce. a legend, eh? 
in uh, Niagara Falls. You know, I he, mean, he I, is I've never heard of him. I saw some YouTube videos, and he very interesting. A, he truly is an inspiration. Um, the C- CAC himself. K A C. Yeah, Chris Culver is his name. Okay. Um, the CAC, K, Chris with a K, uh-huh. and C, Culver. Okay. Um, Chris gives 100% of his net proceeds to charity, has since the day he started. Do you know guy. which one? Various ones, all oh, okay. kinds of them. Really, almost all local. So his performance um, started, gigs or all his music, all stuff? his merch, all his CD sales, all of his performance. Wow. Um, a lot of his time is donate, just donated. No, no tax receipts, nothing. Just all come and perform. You raise the money and you keep it. Um, he he was he wearing green glasses dying. without lenses last he night. Was, he was. <laughs> he's, he's a big green supporter. Um, and, uh, and he can rap, man. Uh, like, uh, like I'm a huge Eminem fan. I get a lot of time for that type, and he's so honest. It's uh, and I don't know the CAC himself's lyrics that well, but he can. Well, he does it so rap, fast; they're hard to grab. Wow! <laughs> and he can he can rap to anything. He's he going to come in Sunday and do my he show. Can rap actually, the phone book. That yeah, guy. <laughs> he's going to come in and do my show, and all he needs is his his iPhone. That's it. You're going to plug into it. Yeah, and yeah. he just lays the beats down and he wraps right over top of it. I'm really excited about Sunday. We'll check out the, the, how that's going to So am I. I'm glad we could hook you guys up. That yeah. Yeah. I hooked up with uh, a lot and of I people. And I want to thank all the supporters who came out last night. Um, yeah. You had a pretty good Aaron, room. Aaron, who's on right. next, was there. We're going to talk uh, Nugget Music Awards with Aaron and, next. Uh, you know, it's uh, arts and culture and music is really, truly a viable economic engine for Niagara Falls. Um, yeah, we talked about that, too. I'm not sure that I get the impact of the employment and the revenues that it's okay. our, our arts it's, and culture it, brings it, to the region. It's straightforward. Look at Niagara-on-the-Lake. Mm-hmm. Before the Shaw Festival, Queen Street and Niagara-on-the-Lake made Queen Street in Niagara Falls look like it was booming. Mm. I saw pictures of it in the last, and, and it was the same as the other one was. They brought it in there now, and those restaurants are full. All those people employed along the Strip there... They all work there because of the Shaw, the beautification of the street down there, the increase in tourism to Niagara-on-the-Lake as a direct result of it. Um, you know, Go Train to this region will only increase that. Um, and if we move music and festivals deeper into the city of Niagara Falls, rather than always just focusing it down at a provincial park, rather than in the city of Niagara Falls, we can spur the economy of the, our city to the point where everybody benefits. It's not just the person on stage that makes money off of a performance or that gains a living off of it. It's also the lighting people, the sound people, the peripheral businesses in the area, the food vendors that might come to a festival, the merchandise vendors, the person hosting it. You know, we need to work with our local BIAs and our municipal governments together with the provincial government. And even in this case, obviously, the federal government has taken an interest in this. We make a worldwide impact through music. I mean, just look at the musicians that have come out of this area. You've got Finger Eleven. You've got Dallas Green. Um, Trues. The, the, the Trues. And the, and, Ron you know, Sexsmith. Ron Sexsmith. It goes on and on. Even Miley Cyrus's song and was written FM's and done their part with Rock Search, too. And continues to. Yeah. I, uh, uh, Christy was announcing the top 12 today. I haven't uh, heard who they are yet, but uh, I know. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so That's my, cool. My vote was going for I Got Gloria. They're, they played our uh, launch party in the by-election. Really? And, See? Uh, 
bunch of good young kids, and um, I haven't really checked out who else is there yet. But okay. uh, you know, kudos to this this station and and ninety seven seven. It's FM's had a lot of a long tradition with uh, you know have. rock search and and really helping discover bands. You know, give, give them a kick in the ass and a pat in the a bum and saying, "Get out of here, go make yourself uh, some money." And the truth of giving back too. I mean, Trues came back and played a mansion show that was ninety seven seven invite only. Just the yeah. callers came in. Yeah, and it's uh, you know the music industry is like that. You know, it's it's as Aaron Berger and Carl David say, "You are me." It's all about all of us. You know, mm. and, and extending that throughout the industry. And a lot of these people aren't businessmen, and they they get asked to play for exposure a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Well, people die from exposure. You wouldn't ask your cook in your restaurant to come in and cook for exposure <laughs> or your waiter. Don't ask your musicians to. Bar owners, pay attention. Pay the musicians. These people, for every hour they're on stage, they put 20 hours of effort into that one hour. They practice. They learn music. They teach themselves. They write music. They record. They promote your bar. Mm-hmm. Don't take advantage of them. Pay them. Clark, but I appreciate your time for coming. For, uh, thanks for coming right. in. Now, I just have to notice that Harvard sweatshirt you got on. How's Connor doing? He's great. Um, your I'm your son's at Harvard. First year? He's just finished his Scholarship, first year. right? Um, yeah. He's okay. financed by Harvard, and uh, he uh, he returned at some point yesterday. We're not sure. He oh. had some trouble um he's going to toronto where my father is and uh he had some trouble he lost a bag and the airport got shut down for a fire alarm or something i i caught his twitter feed but we uh, we didn't get to see him and uh for those that uh didn't get to hear me about marine land um check out my facebook and twitter page well, how did you get a hold of you on twitter uh clark bitter at clark bitter at clark bitter. check him out on facebook your candidate for the green party of ontario in niagara falls up next the Niagara Music Awards coming into its seventh year. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. And then 11 o'clock, we're going to talk about the none of the above party. 905 688 Change up the numbers on you. Text 61010 right here on 610 CKTV. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. That bumper music, thanks to Camps. Well done, yeah. Camps. Aaron Berger. Aaron Berger is a Nagra Music Award winner, like um, 
Corey Cruz. Yep. Last night, mm-hmm. playing Bitter's Campaign so uh, launch party. Yeah. What a nice boy. You know what? My mother mm-hmm. would say if I was a girl, I want you to be with a nice boy like that. He seems <laughs> like it. He's not your typical rock and roller. He's got a few tats, but just... I don't yeah. know. He's, he's got a, a lot of time for everyone. Just a really nice boy. Aaron Berger came in, blew my mind. Black Flies bring Aaron Berger's CD into me. Said, "Hey, Aaron wants you to check him out." I put the CD in my car. It stayed there for a month and a half. Then he played my show, and I realized that I'm listening to a song that's got St. Catharines in the lyrics. The title is St. Catharines. Yeah. And I'm a homer. I'm a small town kid, North End brat. And to hear my song or my city in a song that could go somewhere, I don't know where it's gone yet, but he won Niagara Music Award. So Aaron Visitine is my guest. I should set that up. Thank you for coming up. Thank you for having me. I pick up when I go to bars at night, which is very rarely, I pick up bands. You just happen to be the executive director of Niagara Music Awards. I'm talking to a few. The CAC himself is going to play my show. Oh, he's great. He's everywhere. He blew my mind he's last everywhere. night. I'm like, Eminem, this guy's got talent. He, uh, yeah, he And totally so does. I'm, I'm talking to him. Somebody said, hey, you got to cover the NMA. So I'm like, well, when is it? I'm thinking it's coming up this weekend. Aaron's your girl. You got to talk to her. So right mm-hmm. over I go, introduce myself, and here you are. So thanks for yes, coming you in. Did, yeah. Now, tell me about the Niagara Music Awards. I mean, I know why it's important, but yeah. lately. I've seen a little social media about it. I've seen a little bit of promotion for it, but you're taking this in a different direction, same direction than it was, because, I mean, it hasn't been at the top of mind of lots of uh, us anyways. I don't know mm-hmm. how heavily it's participated in. Uh, how many people well, you get out just, to it? Well, we're kicking into our seventh season, so, you know, we're working behind the scenes, you know, from the fall to January. So now we're okay. just stepping out again. So you have a launch coming up? Yeah, our launch party is May 27th on a Tuesday, and we're hosting it this time at Taps Brewery on Queen Street. Taps are getting a lot of pub. They're doing a lot of community gigs, eh? They're all about community. And they're supporting a lot of local bands. They totally do. It's a great venue. The beer is awesome. Not too bad. I had two pints last night. I said, well, you know, what do you got that resembles a Pilsner? Because I'm a green bottle guy, and he brought me something that was pretty decent. It wasn't offensive. I go there all the time. Cool. They're always great there. And, um... So we're having our launch there. We're having the Mandevilles play, Eric Conlin, um, Matt Keegan, and Theater Crisp. They're all Theater playing. Theater Crisp. The, and they're, yeah, they're Straight so up fun. studs. So fun. Jay Beatty and the boys, Kyle, <laughs> yeah. I asked them, they're like, yep. You know, you ask any of these bands if they want to be a part of it, and they're all for it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the part of community that we love, and that's what we celebrate. So you're launching you know? in May. Yeah. Your submissions are cut off when? June. Because uh, just talking to you in a quick half an hour that we had a pint last night, I'm like, well, yeah. well how about Aiden Miller? How about uh, X Prime? How about, and you're like, well, tell them to ca- get their submissions yeah, in. Like, so June, I, the submissions are cut off. Yeah. I'm going to bring um, you 10. I'm going to have 10, 10 of the guys that I see around town that are amazing Perfect. Niagara talents. And is that how we grow this thing? Is by having the winners of your award actually go somewhere and do something like the Trues, like Ron Sexsmith or what have you? Yeah, like Tim Hicks. He Tim Hicks is won. Big. Right. And he just won a Juno. Nice. For country. And uh, this year we're partnering up with the Friendship Festival. So our winners from last year are playing on Canada Day, main stage, Friendship Festival. Right. They Good all you. get their okay. you know, time to shine. And right. it's a big audience. It's a great day. Huh. So the CAC's going to be there. Aaron Berger won last year. Book for Wanderers won. Um, 
Aaron bought uh, Anthony bought Anthony Botting. Botting. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a list of them. There's Spooky about twelve talent, people those two that guys. are. Yeah, they've just yeah. been around forever. They've been playing forever, uh, and they're so talented. You know, the guy it's that like, really appreciates music. I'm looking at these guys going. That's different again. You got Theater yeah. Chris. We got my son, the Hurricane. Who's let's talk about different. Who and then Botting comes and in, I, and I'm like, whoa! Amazing. It's like mm-hmm. Pink Floyd esque. You know, kind of spooky and dark. Very, yeah. It's Almost, not poppy and happy. Reminds me of Radiohead a bit. Yeah, a little 90s bit. Yeah, and huh. style's very great. Yeah. Yeah. So, talk to me about this pocket of talent that we have here in Niagara. I didn't really know that that we are into something like this is uncommon. It doesn't exist in other parts of the world. Like we got yeah. something special in Niagara. We do. We really, honestly do. And I think, like for the Niagara Music Awards, it's the people that are keeping it alive. Like mm-hmm. it really is. It's everybody being like, "Yes, we need this. We want this." It just honors. It brings attention to the artists, and that's what it's all about. Because there's so many in the city, and um, it is not like that. It's not like that in like Oshawa, or no, you know, right. you think of like. And the only reason areas. I know that is because these rock stars that travel all over the world say, "Jimmy, no, this area is special. It's got something talent." Yeah. Lots of talent. And we need to treat that as a natural resource of our community. Yeah. And my goal for this is to bring in everyone. This is for the region, not just for Niagara Falls. This is for, you know, Stony Creek. This is for St. Catharines. This is for Mm -hmm. Welland. This is for Chippewa. This is for Fort Erie. You know, it's the whole region, not just Niagara Falls. It's Mm -hmm. the Niagara region. So the best thing we want to do is, you know, get everyone involved, get everyone to help, you know, um, um, I'm taking it on, but we could use, you know, as much help as we can. Looking for sponsorship, obviously. Yeah, sponsorships, yep. all that kind of stuff, you know. So your launch is Tuesday at Taps? This coming Tuesday? Yes, it is. At Taps, you get some bands playing? Yes, we do. Who we got for that? The Mandevilles, oh, you said Eric Conlin, I'll say okay. it again. All right, good. Um, Matt Keegan and Theater Crisp. Oh, that's yeah. this Tuesday night at TAP. So I need no, to come No, it's up. not this Tuesday. It's okay. May 27th. Okay. Yes. Thank you for straightening that out. I will. And then your yeah. cutoff date is in June? Yes. And the actual award That's a submission be... cutoff date for the talent? Yes. And then the event, the award show, and you don't. nobody knows until the day of, kind of like the Oscars, they open the ballot and boom? Boom. September? It's the second Tuesday of September, the 16th. Okay, yeah. and at an outdoor stage at Taps. We are doing Street, it completely different this year. We're going to host it outside under a huge tent, red carpet, big stage, like outside. Carpet. We're switching it up. We want something different, so we're going to have fun with it. At Taps. Yeah, at Taps. Cool. Thank you so much for coming in. See? You nailed it. Thank you Awesome. For me. Aaron Visitine, the executive director of the Niagara Music Awards. This thing's going to blow up. You got a lot of talent. You got. Get ready, Niagara. Get ready, yeah. world. <laughs> I can't wait till Steam Whistle is like a corporate sponsor and we can get green bottles over at the yes. at the place that only brews their own beer. Campy, who's this? No. Aaron Berger? This is uh, Book. F- oh, Book of Wanderers? Yeah. Book Four Wanderers. Yeah. Anthony Botting. Mm hmm. I can't remember the other guy's name. Horrible with names. A Book for Wanderers, another great talent in the region coming up next. Greg Vesna, the evil genius, joins us on the phone. He's he's just got his none of the above party reserved for the provincial election. Can you believe it? You'll be able to vote for a party that's called none of the above. Greg Vesna, after this on 610 CKTB.
is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Campy, I love you, man. You make this job a lot easier, Preptus. Good job on the board. It's all about the producer. As a caller, I always said, it's not the whole show. All you do is get made look good by the producer. So, can't be well done, man. I'm happy. I could, I could be playing Bee Gees if you, if you want. <laughs> no, I could, no, I could thank play you. Spice Girls <laughs> lead you in like that. How about that? couple texts. Woody the Texter. Jimmy hooked me up with a band that can play my pig roast. Woody, I have the band for you. I don't know who it's going to be, but your pig roast is going to rock out this year. We'll see that that happens. Rick handles himself. Rick is well spoken and handles himself well. Could you imagine having Eubanks on the segment instead of him, the anonymous blogger known as Bob Eubanks? Ooh. We're not going there. My next guest on the phone, and I'm going to leave him on hold because once you let this guy roll, this segment's going to move fast. We actually got Greg until the bottom of the hour when you get to say your own piece for two minutes. Fox Populi starts at 11.30, runs till 12.30, and then we go to the noon 30. Greg Vesna is my guest. He's been on the show a couple times. Greg Vesna was... The first guy to recruit me in 1993 as a Green Party candidate so that the GPC at the time, the Green Party of Canada, was not dissolved by the Mulroney government. So I ran as one of the 50-some-odd candidates to keep the party alive so that it didn't go into the abyss. Greg Vesna is also known as Hydro Fuel Inc. We've talked ammonia fuel on this show many times. we talked about his book, Democracy A, which I understand is used as a teaching instrument in the higher learning centers around the country, talking about proportional representation, direct democracy, reform, referendum, recall mechanism. Greg Vesna, thanks for taking the time. Today we're talking about, did get, uh, let me get this straight. We, you are officially the leader of the none of the above party. Correct. Now officially registered as a political party in Ontario as of today. So did they break because you threatened to sue them? Uh, you, you don't think Elections Ontario is scared of Greg Vesna, do you? Well, yesterday they were notified us they refused to register. The day before at 4 in the afternoon, 4.30, they notified us they refused to allow us to register the name none of the above. Uh, or register none of the above party. So I served documents on them and went to court yesterday. Oh, you did? I did. And you got heard right off the floor? Well, it was an emergency motion. It was to be heard at 2 o'clock, and they were served. And at 5 to 2, the uh, chief counsel for Elections Ontario uh, notified me that they'd consent to settle and allow us to register the name none of the above party of Ontario and be seen on the ballot as none of the above party if I consented to withdraw the action. 
So there was a settlement. Wow. And they gave us the name. Yeah, I won. Now, Greg, talk to me about the, the conflict here, man. You're a founding member of the Green Party, a, a founding candidate way back in the 80s. Federally and provincially, right? Right. I mean, you've been a consultant to the Liberals. I mean, the Conservatives won. They'll actually listen to you. You've, uh, you're have you a Mike Harris backer. Uh, you ran in Scarborough, Ellesmere, I think it was, in yep. whatever year, as a, as a provincial uh, progressive conservative candidate. Candidate. 90, yeah. Doesn't this just bail out on the whole system of, you know, you're not backing anyone now? Doesn't this throw the whole system into, to quote you, disrepute? Well, uh, I don't know whether I'd use the word disrepute, but it's, the party system has become more questionable in the last couple of years than it has, you know, since Confederation. Um, there is now ample evidence that policies of parties are like Christmas ornaments on a Christmas tree. They throw all these wonderful baubles out there and hope that the village idiots will believe them. And then they get a majority government, and most of the things that they believed in when they were running for office disappear. Uh, and, and unfortunately, the Green Party has now suffered from that disease. The Green Party was founded as having a titular leader, having the leader only being an election candidate, uh, and, you know, independent candidates having their own positions, et cetera, et cetera. Now the Green Party is all about using all its resources to elect a leader, uh, and it's abandoned all of its principles. Nowhere in this election do we see the Green Party talking about direct democracy, electoral reform, referenda, or MPs being or MPPs being accountable to their constituents. So unfortunately, the Green Party has now become one of the above. And the none of the above party is not a joke. The none of the above party uh, has three policies. It's called the three R's of democracy. And those are very simply responsible government, which includes electoral and legislative reform, referenda, and recall. Uh, the people of Ontario, more than half of them want some of the tools of direct democracy. And all of the major parties, as you know, Jim, at some point in the last 20 years have promised them. Mike Harris, who I, I ran with in 90 and who introduced uh, the resolution to change the Constitution to one person, one vote from a delegated convention and let him win the leadership at all, because Dennis Timbrell would have been anointed. Uh, he promised to keep his promises, but more importantly, pass a citizen's referenda law so that he and all that followed would do it. Now, that was, you know, when he was at 18 seats and 10% in the polls. Then he gets a majority, and there's a referendum in Toronto on amalgamation that loses 70-30%. And although the 103, there were 103 MPs in the legislature, and 100 of them supported the referenda bill, which he cooked a committee and drafted, Three didn't, and the three were Mike Harris, Bob Ray, and Dalton McGinty, and they killed the bill. And that's because party leaders and party insiders are very, very afraid of democracy. They don't want their MPs accountable to constituents. They want them accountable to the leader. Now, how do you answer the assertion that, you know, it seems like you're fighting from the outside. Aren't you better to run for a liberal and win your seat and change it from the inside? You can't change it from the inside. In fact, you know what happens when you try and run for the Liberal Party. Frank Rosso there tried to run in the by-election in an open Democratic nomination, and they told him he couldn't run for the nomination, and they picked a preferred candidate and only put one 
candidate on the ballot for the nomination. He's tried to run in this election. The candidate, Joyce Morocco, who was went from first to third in the last election and under 20 percent of the vote, isn't running this time. Yet here we go. The Democratic Liberal Party of Ontario is refusing to let him run again. So, you know, and, and, and the other parties are no better. They have these internal mechanisms and hoops that you have to go through to be accredited, and the Green Party is just the same as the rest of them, and they refuse accreditation for good, honest people, and they don't give any reasons. And that's not what a democracy is, guys. This is Canada. This is not Russia, where Putin appoints the candidates. This is not North Korea, where we all have to vote for the leader or be shot. This is Canada. In fact, in Ontario, Jim, we're one of the few jurisdictions in the world that allows people the right to refuse or reject their ballot. And yet Elections Ontario is being sued by Democracy Watch for refusing to inform people of that right during elections. And yet in Ontario, you still need 15% of the vote to get a campaign subsidy, and refusing your ballot counts against that. So if, you know, one of the two people don't vote in Ontario, if all the people who don't vote went out and refused their ballot, they'd bankrupt all the political parties in one election. Interesting point. Greg Vesna is my guest. He is the leader of the newly formed None of the Above Party. It'll appear on your ballot as NOTA? Nope, None of the Above Party. Okay, so you're not going to shorten it to NADA. I want people to know when they're looking down the list of parties that the None of the Above Party exists. And I really want them to go to the website, nada.ca, or Facebook, None of the Above Party of Ontario, and look at our policies, because it's, our policies are very, very complicated. We believe in direct democracy. We believe that the people in this province have a say on the major issues. We should choose whether we have corporate tax cuts or whether we have hospitals and schools. Not some leader that promises one thing and then gets a majority and does another. Amen to that. Greg, on the other side of this break, I'm going to talk to you about your chances, how many candidates you're going to run. 905, we will take your call, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-CKTB, pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Text into the show, 61010. Greg Vesna is my guest coming up after this break. We'll talk to him a little bit more about... The none of the above party. Seriously. Greg Vesna, right here on 610 CKTV. of the day. Toronto Mayor Rob Ford's lawyer says his client is 100% in rehab. Every day. A Canadian Navy officer has been slapped with a severe reprimand and a $5,000 fine for deserting his post in September 2012. What happens next? Welland NDP MP Malcolm Allen says he sees mismanagement in the Auditor General's report. Happens here. We would not exist without the community. News Talk 610 CKTB. Telemarketing tales from your local Subaru dealers. Hello? Hello, sir. Have you ever dreamt of a road trip in your very own RV? Nope. Have you ever dreamt of an off-road trip in your very own Subaru? A what trip, sir? Yep. Go where the open road doesn't take you with a 2014 Outback. Okay. Say, do you lease or finance your RVs for as low as 0.5%? What? No. That's crazy. You know what's crazy? Buying an RV over the phone. Subaru of Niagara. Looking after what matters. On Lake Street in St. Catharines. 
Take a virtual tour of local businesses in the Niagara area, such as Maury Gardens and Auto Value Hyundai. Check out Inside Niagara under Lifestyle and Entertainment at 610CKTV.com. Six ten CKTB weather brought to you by Harvest Barn. Plant your gardens this long weekend with vegetables, plants, and flowers from Harvest Barn Country Markets in St. Catharines and Niagara in the Lake. Today, periods of rain ending this morning, the mix of sun and cloud. High of fourteen. Tonight, few clouds, low plus four. Saturday. More mixed sun and cloud, 30% chance of showers in the morning and early afternoon, and a high of 12 Sunday makes a sun and chance makes a sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers. Right now, it's a cloudy 9 degrees in beautiful downtown St. Catharines. Get into Falls Chev Cadillac Buick GMC today and receive a Falls GM Rewards Loyalty Voucher valued up to $3,000 on your new vehicle purchase. Choose from over 55 in-stock Chevy Cruises, more than 50 pickup trucks, and for the first time, drive home a new Camaro at 0% for 84 months. Details at fallschev.com. Falls Chev Cadillac Buick GMC. Celebrating 13 years at 5888. Thorold Stone Road. Experience the Fall Chev difference. You know you're in a special place as soon as you arrive at Market Square. Massive oak doors close behind you with a gentle thump. From the elegant soaring rotunda, you see the 100-seat main dining room. Decor is elegant and nautical, but doesn't, pardon the pun, go overboard. This is the Blue Mermaid, Niagara's premier fine dining seafood and steakhouse. The Blue Mermaid Steak and Lobster Celebration is on now. Call 905-684-7465 for reservations. Market Square, St. Catharines. Betty Blatter here, letting you know Kiwanis TV Bingo on TV Kojiko is back Sundays at 8. Play and win from home on your cozy couch with Kiwanis TV Bingo. The bingo party runs from 8 till 9 on TV Kojiko. From 7.30 till 8, call the one number to announce your shoutouts, and they'll be announced during the game. Pick up your cards at Avondale Convenience Stores throughout Niagara. For a complete list of locations, go to www.kiwanisstcatharines.com and click on TV Bingo. Sponsored in part by 610 CKTB. Bingo! As your workday winds down, he's getting fired up. The Kevin Jack Show. Catch up on all you missed and learn something new. Weekday afternoons from 5 till 7. Only on the one voice for Niagara. News Talk 610 CKTB. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Messing with camps, jumping in before the intro. Zero five six eight eight two five eight two. There might be some congestion around the Homer Bridge. Sorry, the boat went by twenty minutes ago. This was at ten fifty, and the bridge is still up, backed up to Glendale. So, as of ten fifty, sorry, I didn't get to that earlier. We'll get some of your text, and after this segment, we go all open phones for you. The caller box populi. Right now, Greg Vesna's on the phone with me. Greg, you want to take some calls? Sure, 
whatever. I'm good. I'm I'm a Democrat. I'm not afraid. <laughs> uh, don't be afeard. Be very, very afeard. Afeard. It looks like Andy Petrowski's on the phone here. Andy, go. Hey, Greg, how are you? I'm good, Andy. Good day. Hey, you know, uh, a qu- quick question for you, and I'm looking at your platform, and, and uh, Jim would know I'm not speaking out of line. Uh, your various um, uh, platforms uh, issues I wanted to bring uh, to the region, uh, including referendum. Uh, I brought seven, eight items forward. They were all trashed, knocked down by my fellow councillors. Term limits. I'm all for term limits, Jim knows, and I'm all for recall as well. What, just a question, Greg. I mean, there's, there's obviously something catchy about uh, none of the above, and Jim and I talked about NADA before, which is a great acronym. Why that name, and why not something more along the lines of, I mean, of, of the Democratic Party? Because no doubt you're going to catch some interest and some votes just by way of the name of your party, and people won't even know what they're voting for. Well, there's two issues. First, Elections Canada refuses to allow anyone to register any party with the word Democratic or democracy in it. Really? Because the new Democratic Party exists. In fact, there wasn't a... What, because you may confuse it? Pardon me? What, because you might confuse it with the NDP? There's a section that says it's confusing, and so they refused. Uh, the, the Direct Democracy Party tried to register 20 years ago, and they wouldn't let it register. That's the first answer to your question. The yep. second answer is, the fact of the matter is, is, is that the None of the Above Party is what it says. It's the None of the Above Party. It's not a party. It's, it's a collection of individually-minded people who want to represent their constituents and want people people to have a say in our democracy and don't want to be told what to do by a leader or a party that gets a majority on less than half the vote. Okay. And Greg, what's the deadline, uh, Jim, um, for getting um, candidates across the province uh, before? Next, is there a cutoff yeah, or are you already behind the eight ball? Next Thursday at 11 o'clock. In fact, because we're a new party, we can't even advertise until today. We're not allowed to advertise for candidates. That's illegal. We can advertise for workers. Uh, and you have six days from today until 11 a.m. next Thursday to register as a candidate. And if you want to register as a candidate, just go, you go to our website and click on Elections Ontario, print out your papers, go get 30, 50 signatures, uh, send it to us, and you'll be on the ballot. Hey, Jim, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, this category... And the results, Greg, I'm, uh, you know, I tip my hat to you, especially for the platform items, referendum recall uh, and, um, and responsible um, reform. Reform, I'll tell you, you're going to scare the pants off of the, the mainstream. And uh, congratulations for having the courage to fight and stand up to these bureaucrats and all this nonsense. Well, thank you. You know, thank you very much. And, you know, I'm, and I'm just someone that's been involved in politics for 35 years. I've elected a couple of close friends as premier been very close to a prime minister and and as soon as they get a majority guys they they get alzheimer's <laughs> they, okay and and enough is enough you know there are when when 50 percent of the people don't vote in a democracy such as canada which is the best country in the world or the province of ontario there's something wrong and it's not enough to say that we're better than everybody else. You know, as Churchill said, democracy is the best, for, worst form of government except all the others. It's not enough to sit in your hands and sit on the couch and whine and complain and not vote. 
or not get involved. And it's very important that people in Ontario know up to 5% of voters in elections go out and refuse their ballots. So mm. we'll actually get more votes in our first election than any other new party in the history of Ontario in the ridings we run in. you got to run 107 guys. So Dave, you're on with Greg Vesna. Oh, yeah, okay. Look, at, I agree with everything this guy says, but he's going about it the wrong way. You have to go with a federal government that makes the laws when that election comes up, okay? And what you're talking about is exactly the same as they have in Switzerland, which is a referendum party. It's a referendum government there. Well, it's like slightly different, but yeah. That. It's slightly different first. Oh. Federally, it's not as easy to register this party name or register a party. Referendum. Yeah, but in, in Switzerland, all laws that are passed have to be approved six months later by the people in a referendum. They get a booklet, and they get to check off the ones they don't like, and then there's a referendum on them. Dave, yeah, who do you affiliate yourself with, Dave? But they get to put them on the ballot. Yes, that's correct. People get to vote on major policies. They get to put what is on the ballot. The people ahead of time get to say what they vote on. Dave, who, Dave, who do you affiliate yourself Can you tell me who you vote for normally? I don't even vote. Huh? Well, see, you're the guy that should be out voting for none of the above. Or at no, least change the name to the referendum party. It's already proven in Switzerland. They won't let us register the name. Referendum? They won't let you they register. They won't let us register anything uh, that the people might vote for. I had to go to court to get this name registered. Well, that's not a... You should call it the Swiss party. Swiss family Robinson. I live I in know. Ontario, sir. I don't have an offshore bank account in Switzerland. Okay, I'm moving on. Okay, Jeff Lauchs, we can't not get you in with Vez. Go. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Greg. Uh, appreciate you being on this this call uh, on the show talking about democracy. I know you uh, challenged a number of people in court in the past. We have a couple of candidates here uh, running uh, in this election that uh, received illegal donations. Uh, how do you feel about that? I am totally against political contributions entirely, and in fact, what I believe we should do is we should publicly fund parties, and we should use the Broadcast Act provincially like we do federally, where all broadcasters have to give 390 minutes to split amongst the parties, and we used to have a show weekly called Provincial Affairs. I think if you have the right to a broadcast license in Canada and to $15 billion in revenue, that what for four weeks every election you have a responsibility to provide free time to parties and candidates. That would take all the corruption out of the game entirely. Entirely. And, you know, the budget is tens of billions of dollars in this province. You know, so to spend $50 million funding candidates and giving them free time uh, is a drop on the bucket. So you think we have a problem with corruption now? Well, we certainly, certainly there's a bunch of research, including some stuff that come out of the United Nations that shows that 99% of political contributions to political parties in Ontario and Canada are made from the wealthiest 1% in corporations. And uh, Mike Harris changed the law in Ontario to make political contributions refundable in 2000 so, because he said it discriminated against women, the poor, disabled, minorities, single-parent families. And he said if the law said only rich white men got tax credits would be unconstitutional, so we wrote it another way. So, you know, you have a situation where you can't get in the game, where the game is all about money, and the only people that can use taxpayers' money to buy politicians is wealthy people.
Greg, I really appreciate your time, bro. I got to get out for the news, but I appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Greg Vesna, I refer to him as the evil genius. Only because the status quo does not want to hear from this guy. One of the brightest guys I know. And, well, he's gone off in another direction. This is 610 CKGB. is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin, honored to take the big chair for my friend, silent mentor, Tom McConnell's back Tuesday. No fear. We're back here Sunday at noon for the Jim Fannin Show and then back in for Tommy on Monday. He's back Tuesday. But, as advertised, well, your favorite time of the week has got to be Vox Populi. Dave, you're on the Tom McConnell Show. Go. Dave? That's you, Dave. Okay, I got my two minutes. Yeah. All right. Okay, that last guy was on there with that none of the above party. Okay, if he's got that name registered, it's okay. But that doesn't say what it is. But it is, what it is, is the referendum party exactly like they got in Switzerland. Almost, it sounds like. And that's what he should say. The next line, none of the above party, it follows the Swiss uh, referendum party. What they do is they get uh, 100,000 signatures to go on the ballot from what the people put on the ballot, not some stupid politician. And then they get to vote on it. And as soon as they vote on it, they vote on it to make it a law or to take it off the books as a law. Okay, now that already works. Switzerland is the best government in the country. Like, that is actual democracy, and everybody votes on it because they get exactly what they want. They don't vote for some stupid party that lies and whatever they do. I mean, you're voting on the exact issue. You eliminate that middleman it's probably just goes for his corporate buddies that got him there i think and it should be federal not provincial we got time for the federal government provincial is is subservient to federal what good would it do to just have it in ontario we don't make up the laws in ontario so i mean this guy should you know he's got the right idea but that's what it has to be. And anybody who's listening to me now can just look up what the government of Switzerland is. I mean, it's a lot different than you really think it is. I mean, they're not uh, some... They have strong defense. They're not involved in wars. They got, they got guns all over the place. Everybody's in the military. I mean, it's, it's easy. I mean, I don't know. What can I say? Well, you said it all, Dave. I say I appreciate your time on the radio today. Vox Populi continues. Hugo Mann, you what happened? You must be with Rogers, Hugo Mann. Call us back. You got dropped. Sharon, you're on the Tom McConnell show. Go. Sharon. Hi, yes, thanks. Jim, if I've got this uh a reference what I'm going to say, if I send it to you, people are interested, would you forward it on? Absolutely. Thank you so much. So four nights this week, Toronto Toronto held public consultations on weatherproofing the city 
and adaptation to climate change. So the city's own report shows by 2040, temperatures will be around 44 degrees C. That's almost 112 Fahrenheit and rainfall over twice as much in one downpour and several more downpours. But every year, you know, I live with anxiety of the upcoming summer without air conditioning. Um, 2040 and beyond will be a horror, but it's also horror leading up to it. So even with air conditioning, the energy costs will be horrendous and we'll be locked indoors worse than winter and the air, because the air will be unbreathable. So without addressing greenhouse gas emissions, which is the root cause for rising disastrous conditions and costly necessity to adapt, we, we face a losing proposition. The key to tackling greenhouse gases is, is to put a price on carbon. And the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, World Bank, there's the UK Cambridge University, even Shell and BP, they've reaffirmed their call for carbon pricing. Citizens Climate Lobby, they support carbon fee and dividend, which is revenue neutral and would see all money collected being returned to all adults, nothing in government coffers. This would give people the money needed to pay for increased costs during the transition years to renewable energy and jobs in clean energy and clean tech industry, tons more jobs than fossil fuels. I urge people, tell your call, your MP, MPP, tell them that you want job-creating carbon fee and dividend as supported by Citizens Climate Lobby. And in our extra cold winter, that is a sign of global warming. It's changed. It's, uh, it's documented. It's, change, it's changing ocean currents, and it's caused colder weather. Sharon, always appreciate your contributions to the show. you got two minutes. We'll let you run uninterrupted, but ultimately... The hammer is held by the great, great, great companion. Stan, you got two minutes on the Tom McConnell Show. Vox Populi, do it. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll try to get it in two minutes. I'm, I may offend some of your listeners, which I apologize in advance for. <laughs> but anyway, here goes. Uh, there, there is a problem in Ontario. We're in the middle of an election, and uh, you're not paying any attention to it. The problem is the... Uh, the tar sands uh, oil that is coming directly from Fort McMurray will cut right through the heart of Ontario, northern Ontario, and go to uh, Quebec uh, seaport for export. That's one line. That's just one. Um, it's called Energy East uh, Pipeline. And that will threaten the water supplies. It causes a lot of uh, water supplies on its way. Then there is the uh, Line 9 pipeline, which goes through Toronto, that is also a threat, um, and uh, it's a threat to the water and all the uh, other things that uh, it will do uh, if, if it ever uh, ruptures. Uh, and another thing is the train safety. Train safety, maybe it's beyond the provincial uh, government, but uh, the trains are coming through Ontario, so government should... Ontario government should have a say in in the safety aspect of it. I have a solution. My solution is the complete ban of toxic tar sands oil and uh, frac oil particularly because they do all the damage at the point of extraction and they pollute the waters in Alberta and North Dakota and they're bringing all that crap right through here to be exported to faraway countries. 
I want people of Ontario to make that election issue. Thank you. That's all I want to say. Thank Stan, you. well done. I appreciate your time. Darko, you're on the Tom McConnell Show. Vox Populi, do it. Yeah, this really irritates me to no end. And anybody who always talks about car, a carbon tax, how does that reduce pollution? Why? Because poor people can't use it? But if you can pay for it and pollute, well, that's fine, right? You know, so if, if, if this catastrophe, like this caller, two previous callers was talking about, why don't we just ban it all? And, you know, you can ride a bike, you can pedal a vehicle, you can use wind power, but that's it, right? If, if you're going to go up to 42 degrees, come on, man. Like 20 years ago, they were, they were talking about how high the water levels were going to be at the sea. And, and the same people who are predicting it, you know, like Al Gore, by, by the beachfront house, right? You know, this is all nonsense. I'm not saying that we don't have issues with air quality, water quality, which I think is a bigger issue. Though we talked about everybody's talking about temperature changes and, and rain and whatever, right? It just drives me nuts because, because how does it, to me, sure, Shell and, and Exxon and these companies, they like the carbon tax credit because they're going to be in on it and they're going to profit from it because they, that's, that's their business is making money. So they'll, they'll find a way how to, how to profit from a new system. But meanwhile, the average person won't be able to sort of have less mobility because they, they can't afford to drive a car. They'll have more problems heating their homes and all this stuff. And it, it'll just be pushed on the, on the, on the, the lowest run of, of our society. And it, it just frustrates me because if they can just explain to me once how the tax will actually reduce emissions and reduce the, whatever CO2 emissions and, and, and uh, then we'll, we'll see about that. And then they can also explain to me how their predictions from 20 and 30 years ago, they haven't come true. And now I'm supposed to expect Armageddon by 2040. Darko, well done. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Just before the break, and Box Populi continues right till 1230. Clarice. Yes. How are you? The runner-up for Caller of the Year. You got two minutes. I'm the female Caller of the Year. (laughs) Am I not? No, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, yeah. we don't have a male and female position. We got a caller of the year. It's The Rock, and oh, you're a runner yeah, up. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, Clarice. That's your interpretation. Anyway, okay. So I can start now? Sure, hit it. Okay. Well, we have a couple of comedians running in the Ontario election. Kathleen Wynne compared Tim Hudak to Donald Trump because he says, you're fired. I think she paid Hudak a big compliment, because we all know Trump created lots of jobs in the construction real estate business. So Kathleen Wynne should have fired more people, especially from the five agencies running the province, the province's electricity system, and cap public sector CEO salaries. The gas plans transferred to buy her votes. At $1.2 billion, increased the deficit. So at now it is $12.5 billion. And Andrea Horvat used her head this time to bring down the government with their huge budget. She accused Wynne of making promises she never kept. So, so, so Horvat is going to begin. She wants to save pennies. You know, but she doesn't know that the pennies were done away with in the biz- some businesses. They don't use pennies anymore. But she'll try telling the insurance companies to cut their costs on the cars. So the only alternative we have is Tim Tim Hor uh, Hor Tim. Oh God, I'm getting confused. Is t- 
Jim Hudak to bring down the deficit by providing a safe province of Ontario for businesses to create jobs and that we have a future financially strong to support programs like for health and education. Thank you and have a good Victoria Day weekend. You too, Clarice. Great call. Vote for Tim Horvath, Clarice says. Brian, Frank, and Walter hang on the line right after this. Vox Populi continues right to 1230 when we go to the noon 30. Right here, Jim Fannin filling in for Tom McConnell on the great 610 CKTB. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Just for a while, there velvet. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Box Populi continues with Caller of the Year. Brian, how are you? Not too bad. Yeah, we just lost springtime, man. Frost warnings? I don't know. Four degrees tonight, man. It's gone away from us quickly. Hope this isn't the summer of rain again this year. Uh, Me too. You up at the Uh, cottage? First off, uh, climate change. What happened? Did we have the woman who obviously works for a climate change uh, sales company call in again? Tell us about all these studies. Well, you need look no farther than Europe, where it's been a very inefficient, expensive, dismal failure and hasn't made one bit of difference to the carbon going into the atmosphere. It's just like in Ontario, put the price of everything right up through the roof. And Kathleen, or, uh, yeah, Kathleen Wynne going to Water, Waterton and, uh, or Walkerton, and pulling that stunt with, uh, oh, you know, you elect uh, Tim Hudak and the Conservatives, you're all going to die. I get sick and tired of, actually, the Conservatives and Mike Harris getting blamed for that. It was because of a couple of drunken stumble bums, uh, you know, civil servants, so to speak, that kind of phoned in their job every day. That's the problem with the civil service. Nobody works really hard. They end up taking it too darn easy, and that's what they thought they could do. Doing drunk every second day, kind of do the job, whatever, just phone it in. That's why people died in Walkerton. And other than that, you know, there's all kinds of other things I guess I could say, but uh, please, folks, don't fall for this nonsense and vote for the liberals because they're all talk. And no action. It's nothing but politics for them. Whereas Tim Hudak actually has some ideas, and a hundred thousand uh, civil servants, while well, fifty thousand are gone every year anyway through attrition, retirement. Just don't rehire them. And in a couple of years, you got your hundred thousand right there, and nobody got a pink slip. 
so don't fall for that one either. Brian, well done. I appreciate your contribution. Hugo Mon, my vote for caller of the year every year. Go. <laughs> well, except for the year that I voted for myself. <laughs> <laughs> vote, yeah, Jimmy Fadden. Vote. Vote for Jimmy Fadden. Hey, I voted for myself in a couple provincial and federal elections, too. It feels good. Yeah. Did it work for your brother, man? (laughs) Jimmy Fadden, my Garden City brother. What's up, man? It's all good, Hugo. Where you been? I'm glad to hear you back on McConnell's show. Dude, well, well, I I wanted to question that. And and listen, uh, it'd be remiss of me not to call when you got the mic here today. I thought I should do that. I've been busy, brother, trying to make a living. Not a boy. Um, But uh, I I did hear that... uh, promo for the program and uh, i'm not sure if the the dude behind the glass there played the wrong little pr- uh, show promo but it was the jim fannin show oh uh. and, and and i thought it was the tom mcconnell show with jim fannin as guest. <laughs> tommy's <laughs> tommy's really good about what we call it he doesn't care here we go <laughs> you should be good about what we call you too but, uh, <laughs> <He is>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway just i want to talk about something important me? No, let's talk about me, brother. Okay, <laughs> okay good. We got, we got a clash of the egos, don't we, huh? No, a little. <laughs> yeah, but it's all good, isn't it? Yeah, I maybe. thought I actually thought you were going to talk to Brian about fruit. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I wanted to, to bring into question, was it two weeks ago you did this program? Uh, I filled in a couple of weeks ago, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was going to contact the station management because I kind of... It almost went over the top, your flirtations with that woman caller. Uh, it wasn't a flirtation. I told her I'd come and pick her up if she'd come down for the weekend. How I think it'd be cl- I think not well. I think it'd be great to. Uh, she says she was too busy babysitting her money, but I would do anything to meet Clarice, listener party or otherwise. I'd go to Toronto to pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I just wanted to uh, just touch briefly. I guess I should have something serious during this call, which I haven't been able to muster just yet. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm getting there. Um, are my two minutes up yet? Am I still on? <laughs> I'm glad you said it. I've been trying to break that out all day. <laughs> Police charges. They're killing small communities, Jim Fannin. And uh, I'm not sure if I can lay this at the feet of the our liberal provincial government, but why are our police officers in this province being paid so much that's my question um i don't have the answer i i expect them to make a good living but i think the the, their salary is not commensurate with uh, the uh what their duties are and the the threat of being a police officer uh in in our province i think it's uh, i don't know maybe it's uh maybe it's just me but i think we live in a relatively law-abiding society and we seem to have uh, a lot of police officers and a lot of sunshine listers uh, as part of that. And I and I, it's uh, these latest billings are going to be submitting these contract renewals coming up with small communities that threatens to have taxes go up by twenty five percent. Something's not right. That's my point. Anyway, um, it's nice speaking with you today, Hugo. Man, I appreciate your time as always. My vote for caller of the year. Walter, how are you today? Morning, Jim. I'd like to comment on the hypocrisy of Catherine Wynne's visit to Wharton, forgetting while the Liberals were throwing public money at Orange Air Ambulance, eight patients died because the government's oversight was non-existent. 
She blamed Walker to non-government cutbacks made by the then Tory government, but forgets that the only place where people died from tainted water was in one community where two drunks falsified water safety tests and lock sheets and failing to properly disinfect the town's drinking water. All this while the Liberals were shoveling hundreds of millions of tax dollars down the black hole that was orange. Walkerton and Orange Disasters was the result of a lack of government oversight that created that disaster to occur. Not, I repeat, not the number of public servants on the payroll, and certainly not the plan by Tim Hudak to reduce the public service, which today exceeds the one million workers by $100,000 in order to help balance the provincial budget, which under the Liberals and their socialist friends is out of control. It's great talking to you. It's great having you on the show again. Have a very good uh, weekend, pal, and God bless you. You too. Walter, thank you for your contribution. It is 11.58, as usual. Broadcasting live in Vox Populi goes to the end of the hour. Bottom of the hour, let's say. When we hit noon 30, Stephanie Sabrin, Larry Fedorik, hit on a bunch of topics. Topical for today, we got some text messages to hit. Ask Clarice what she thinks of the NOTA party platform. 905-688-2582. Get to more of your calls. Frank and Terry, hold on the phone. We'll get to you next right here on Vox Popular on 610 CKTV. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm on the phone with somebody else. Who's super. Your resident listener, wordsmith, poet, rapper, singer, all those, all the creativity with words. We've not heard from Hugo. I'm a little angry at you. And all, all the associated crap that we've had to deal with as a result of it. You know, and it's and they take and take. They give us more. Our wallets are empty and bank accounts overdrawn. I ask again, what can be done? Here we are in the have-not province of Ontario, where the price of everything is going up and political correctness rules. Well, time's to waste and... You're dancing, Tom. You're dancing. This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Oh, Greg, you are freaking genius. I haven't heard that before, but that starts out perfectly. Why are you polluting the airways, Mr. Jim Fannin? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm on the phone with someone else. And I wish I could do the South African accent better. Sonny, we put out the bad call, as Greg calls it, the Sonny sneeze, and here you are. Jimmy Fannanigan. <laughs> Welcome to the Tom McConnell Show, brother. Thank you, brother, brother. I, I just want to know the pollution that you're presenting. Is it costing you money? 
I don't know, man. It's costing me uh, being off my real estate game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> i got to sell some shacks, dude. about the costing of your money and all these things. Perhaps they should leave, uh, leave the cozy confines of this province, and then they'll see on other parts of the, the universe that the planet is heating up to such an extent. Oh, Sonny, you're not going to resort to the rest of the callers that are asking you to leave the country. <laughs> no, I was asked, I was told that question to, uh, last week. Perhaps she should go back to Quebec, <laughs> and then she'll find out what is happening in Quebec. You know, well. when she calls the station, she's fortunate to call the station, because the next station that she can call is the guy on your after 12 o'clock show on CKTV. Because she won't last to call the other shows, you know, uh, your sister station or any other talk show. They'll just run her off the air. That's basically what will happen to her. But let me just address the situation. Those there were two of who have seemed to have a memory of forgetfulness. You know, that is what Tim Horvath wants you to forget. That he was sitting around the table when the last government, conservative government in this province was. And they cut. Jobs. They reduced nurses. They reduced uh, every single um, public servant that you could find that they wanted to reduce. And what was the result of that? And also, let me just add to this that these folks wish to talk about when they were sitting, when Tim Horvath was sitting around the table. You know, a guy by the Dudley, name of Dudley George, he lost his life. Why? Because they tried to get people who are protesting for their rights of a, a, a property that belonged to the na- native people of this country. The first people, may I emphasize that, the people that were here before any other immigrant, and all those that came after them are immigrants. So let me just address those people. If you wish to vote and continue to vote for people that hoodwink you, I do not consider myself to vote for any other or any color, you know, whether it is blue, uh, orange, or red. I'd rather vote for the Green Party or not vote. But I can assure you, I would cast a ballot with my head. That is what I would do. Because most of these folks that vote for the conservatives, just ask yourself the question, what has the conservative party all the liberals, let me emphasize this, done for you. But let me leave you with this message, brother Jimmy, that the, we will have a minority government in this, this province after June the 12th. And the seats in Mississauga will stay liberal. Let me assure you that, because Timmy Horvath and Andrea Horvath all said the same thing in their platform the last time we went to vote that they will cancel those um, gas plants in Mississauga and Oakville, because that is what the people of Oakville and Mississauga wanted, sir. So you have an enjoyable long weekend. Sonny, what's the, color of the, what's the color of the minority government? The, co- the, my, the color of the minority government is 50-50 at the moment. Blue or red? Blue or red. Well, oh, come on, you're not going to give orange a chance? No, I, I, I think Orange shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> well done, Sonny. Terry, I appreciate your patience. you got two minutes on the Tom McConnell Show. 
Yeah, uh, that's sunny, man. That's just unreal. For anybody that wants to even think about voting for the liberals, like you've got to, you've got to have a hole in your head for what they've done to us. Unreal. Like um, uh, looking at a forty-two percent hydro uh, hydro upage. That's just ridiculous. My 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 hydro bill right now is going through the roof, and they want to raise it. And the other thing I wanted to say is that, like, I'm taking it to the government too, because I'm not buying beer anymore. I'm I'm uh, I'm friggin' making my own from uh, uh, um, uh, from this place, and for like six cases, I can get that for 110 bucks. That now now usually I I I buy myself a 12 pack, and that's close to 20 bucks. That 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 is just uh, I'm just throwing my my uh, my friggin' money away. And and like this is supposed to be the first day of summer this weekend. That's a joke. I, I want to wish everybody uh, like um, a, a happy long weekend and um, uh, no drinking and driving. Hey guys, later. I'm out. Good job, Terry. Thanks for reminding us to stay off the roads when we're boozing. Frank and Thorold, how are you today? Uh, not too bad. Um, I, you know, like I really, you know, like to be honest with you, though, like we had a lot of occurrences with Mike Harris government, and Tim Hudak was his protege then, and uh, he did everything what Mike Mikey told him to do, and that though, like he was like daddy, and you know, like uh, that's what really bothered me. And like, if people want more of Harris Harris error stuff, though, like draconian stuff that cutting jobs and uh, like uh, yeah cut you know you can cut a great job like that that's making twenty dollars an hour and then give two minimum wage jobs and that though and no future no pensions no nothing and that though like and where's the future in that though like and he says he likes to see you know like people working in the future in that what what kind of people are going to be working in the future rich people maybe uh you know you, you just got to think of that too and walkerton and that though like that was another thing too that was an issue of safety and what they do is the conservatives always do is cut back and uh that's a civil servant job is like uh, uh investigating safety uh, issues with water and that and that's what uh, the conservative government did they cut back uh the inspections and that with these people they let these people run it though they says hey they can do a good job they didn't do a good job people died and uh, that was because cutting back. Take a look at the highway, uh, the, uh, the transport. Uh, like you see how many trucks on the road and how many uh, stations now uh, that stopped uh, the trucks now. Very few because they cut back on that too. Uh, the 407, we don't own that. They sold that to foreign country. Uh, and we're proud of that too. So the conservatives, you know, like you vote for Tim Hudak, you're voting for Mike Harris, and which, like, he, he, he bankrupt us morally and uh, financially. Goodbye. Well done, Frank and Thorold. I appreciate your contribution. We have some major, we got lots of text to get to, but Vox Populi continues after this break right here on 610 CKTB. are you polluting Tom McConnell's show? This is the Jim Fannin Show on Niagara's News Talk 610. 
Call now, 905-688-2582, 1-877-610-2582, or text us at 61010. Welcome back to Vox Populi. I'm Jim Fan and filling in for Tommy for today and Monday. Check us out on Sunday at noon. We're doing a totally different thing. And the CAC himself will be in to perform live for us. That will be interesting. Check this guy out. Peter and Ajax, how are you today? I'm all right. I don't know if people remember this, but uh, this three-cent rise in the gas price uh, didn't take place when Flaherty was finance minister because he read the riot act to the oil companies when the oil price went up a penny they were on top of us like a duck on a june bug we couldn't even get there in time to fill it that's how fast they they raised their prices and when the price went down uh we, we languished okay they just withered on the vine waiting for these rug salesmen to, to lower the price and so it took them forever when the price went down, and when the price went up, they were all over us. And Flaherty got them all together in the same place in Ottawa and told them that this is going to stop today, and it did. And now that he's gone, God bless him, we're going to get bent over a desk every holiday weekend by these these rug salesmen passing themselves off as oil company executives. Peter, well done. Appreciate all your contributions to Vox Populi. 688-2582 is the number. You can text it in. We'll read some of your texts as well. Pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. one 877 ckTB Bill and Port Colburn, you're up. Hey, uh, Jimmy, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, just my two cents worth about the upcoming election, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've always voted. Uh, this time, I'm I'm in a real quandary. Uh, Horvath, I can't vote for the NDP because basically she's the one who who is responsible for this election. She propped up the uh, the Liberal government all along, and then when there's a tailor-made budget to suit the NDP, she says no. So as far as I'm concerned, she's the one who's called the election. Uh, when. I mean, what can you say about the liberals that haven't been already said before? Although, as far as the three leaders go, I think she's the sharpest of the bunch. And and Hudak, uh, you know, the last election, uh, the, the the conservatives should have won easily. I had a sign on my lawn. Uh, he, you know, if he'd have kept his mouth shut, he probably would have won the won the election last time. So, I mean, the last four years of all the liberal crap that we put up with is basically Hudak's fault because he should have won the last election. So I'm kind of stuck this time, but anyway, that's just my two cents worth, Jimmy. And I appreciate it, Bill. Thank you very much. Andy Petrowski, how the heck are you now? Hey, hey Jim, that was great having Greg on. I wonder, and, and you know him better than I do, would, would Greg have said to Jeff Lokes' totally loaded question about illegal contribution, Greg made it clear he's against all corporate donations. Would Greg recognize, Jim, that these uh, quasi- uh, corporations, uh, unions hiding behind their names as, is the same category. You know that? Because I'm, I'm sure he just absolutely rejects all of these 
uh, outright large donations, right? And you know what? That's a great point, and I can't answer for Greg, but I will tell you at the municipal and regional levels in, in Toronto, you can get a tax uh, rebate from donating to a municipal councillor. You can't do that here. So what happens? Right. Big business are the only ones, or small business, yeah. business people are the only ones that get a benefit, can write this stuff off, and there's no reason that we can't switch it. If Toronto can do it, we can do it. And I'd love to see, you know, Secord or Birch or somebody pick up on this by saying, you know right. what, this is how we bring back a little bit of democracy to the local level. You know, and it's too bad. It's not surprising, but it's disappointing always when you hear Jeff go on about those so-called illegal, I think he's calling about those double contributions some candidates took. And they always forget there's one candidate who received those, Jim, over multiple terms, the most frequently and the largest amount. And that happens to be our current mayor. So I wish Jeff would be a little bit more transparent. But on this final note, Jim, I wish one of the three provincial parties would cap, would cap a gas price at $1.10, $1.20 a liter and say, after that, we're going to stop taxing tax. And everything that we tax, we either return back to municipalities or we just stop taxing tax. As these prices go up, Jim, the governments are getting richer and richer, and, and, and every penny counts. These guys hold on to it, misspend it. I'm voting for the party that says, I will cap or actually eliminate taxing tax, because it's ridiculous. Have a great weekend, Jim. You too, Andy. I appreciate your time and your contributions. Vez? Yeah, I just heard, uh, I've been listening, of course, Jim, and I just heard Andy, I thought I'd answer his question. Um, there is so much, I'd probably say that, well, 70, over 70% of contributions to parties in Ontario are corporate anyway, but I would say that 90% of those um if you really looked at them, uh, are generally interrelated because, you know, there's limits. Got it. And so, oh, you so know, you're saying they're breaking it up from one source and putting them in different people's names or something you like know, that? I mean, look, Del Mastro's cousin or brother there, you know, gave all the employees checks and, right. then, and then had the employees endorse them over to the party. So, I mean, do I specifically know of malfeasance? Well, if I did, I'd have somebody in court. Um, but does it exist? No question, because money talks, right? And our politicians, because it's because of corporate contributions that we have shenanigans. It really is. If companies couldn't contribute, they'd still contribute, as I said. And Mike Harris did the same thing, as you will recall, in Toronto. Rob Ford went through a campaign audit, and they found that Mike Harris made uh, $10,000, $2,500 illegal contributions. He gave $25,000 to Rob Ford. And so what? So not only is it wrong, and it's actually in the law, but when someone gets, you know, uh, it gets proven, as it did in this campaign now that it happened, then the Toronto Election Commission voted not to prosecute. You know, so, like, uh, Jim, anyway. It's a long day, Vez. I appreciate your contribution to the show. Man, move fast today. Fox Populi was loaded. We had some good interviews as well. My thanks to... Rick Dykstra, number one, for coming in and spending an hour with us and having just a really great conversation. I, you know, he does a great job on with Tommy as well. Well-spoken, as one of the texters said. A little bit of a different conversation today. And, well, not coming from a conservative supporter in me, but uh, really appreciate him coming in, just being candid, talking about our current situation here in Niagara, what he thinks of the the Cisco Bradley 
head-to-head competition that we're going to have here, obviously. Denny Stevens is running, and Green Party's looking for a candidate. Did I mention that? Be nice to have a quality candidate. Jennifer Meridian, I think if it came down to it, could be coerced. She was a great candidate last time, maybe the last two times, provincially and federally. She's very busy, prefers not to do it, and I don't want to do it. Somebody come forward. Up next, the noon 30, Stephanie Saverin, Larry Fedorik will preview his show coming up, and then we'll get you out of here on a high note for the long weekend. Right here on 610 CKTB. The noon 30, Stephanie Saverin, Larry Fedoric, welcome aboard. Hey, and remember to turn your mics up. What do you know? Thank you for talking that. All, <laughs> talking all politics today. Rick Deister came in and he spent an hour with us, so generous with his time with Tommy and coming in. And uh, I said to Rick, I said, you know, am I wrong? Conservatives come to my door. Ashley, Sal comes to my door, former liberal supporter for Cisco's crew, gives me the propaganda, the flyer, or whatever you want to call it, and I said, am I wrong? Like, I'm going to vote green, but is it, am I wrong to feel like I just need, we just need a change after 37 years in politics with Jim Bradley being in, in government? Like, I just need a fresh fo- a face, even though I don't support the conservatives. You know, Rick's been a good leader for St. Catharines. I'm not a conservative supporter, but I think he's been a good politician for us. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Am I bailing out on all my my uh, my backgrounds by saying, well, you know, maybe so it's it, time for a change, just for the sake of having a change? That's what I'm asking you. You want change for change's sake? I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, is that you know, is that always the right way to go? I, I understand that, just change for change's sake. But is that is that the, the right way to go. I, I, yeah, I think you've got to look at Jim. I found myself questioning the same thing at the door. you got to look at Jim, and you got to look at the candidates and, and, and weigh that, I guess. Just mm-hmm. to say, oh, I don't know, it's time for change. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting. I don't think we'll ever see another green person say they want a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think that is, you know, change for the sake of change if you're looking at it from yeah. that point of view. But I don't know. I'm I, I'm very interested to see how kind of how the local campaigns start going because it's been a little bit scattered uh, to begin with the different candidates deciding who's going to run where for what. And so we're just at this point, we just now have a full slate after Niagara West Glanbrook now has their NDP candidate in place. And then in Niagara Falls, we have our liberal finally, you know, so. So we're, we're just starting to see kind of the local campaigns come together. Is it like that in every riding, by the way, where it's about the leadership for the first couple of weeks and then and then it's about the local candidates? Like, are the local candidates in all ridings kind of purposely, you know, hanging back a little bit? I'm 
Maybe. I think so. I think this one, it, it's odd because everyone keeps saying this election took them by surprise, but we've been talking about the possibility of a spring election <laughs> yeah. since last spring. And that's where I'm just like, everybody says, you know, this took us by surprise. And it's really because. And especially a guy like Jim Bradley, you would think he would have his nomination done it, and get the signs up. And it took him 10 a, days. Yeah. I see Cisco yeah. signs everywhere and Bradley's just getting it in the ground now. I just wonder if that's a, if that's policy from up top, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, could, could very well be. I just, it's I, like, uh, you know, please don't distract from what the, the, the leadership has to set up kind of the uh, the party policy. And here's where we have here's our direction. We're going to focus on jobs or the health or the economy. And, and we're going to do that. And then we'll let you deal either with local issues or with the issues as we kind of deemed them to be. I and that's know. another question I have as well. Who determines the issues? In my mind, it's the politicians. So if, if Hudak now, says, come out and says it's or, jobs and we've got a plan for that and it doesn't gain traction, does he just move on to the next subject? I mean, isn't that the job of the politicians and the leaders the, mostly? The people behind them. Mm-hmm. Right. To select the yeah. issues. To kind of go, tell them right, why they're what, important to us. Because because it's not about the issues for the politicians. It's about getting elected. Elected and right. staying elected. So, so, yeah. So then so then that comes back to what's going. what are the people going to buy into? What's going to resonate with them and then and then that will make that the issue or we, attempt to well i think we've seen a lot of trial balloons too over the past week or so yeah. of you know mm-hmm. what what's sticking sure. what's what's not what's what's having an emotional impact what's not to the point where we're talking about pokeru yesterday and tvo funding you know so i, I think right, we're right, right. we're at the point where we're we're trying to figure out what is going to rally voters and rally people this time because what is what what is the what is the magic uh Right now. I mean, there isn't one. I mean, not to say that it, there aren't big, important issues to us. Mm-hmm. Of course there are. And, and, you know, I just named a couple of them. Health, economy, mm-hmm. jobs. All these things are really important to the future of not only us as individuals, but us as a province. I get all that. But it, nothing's really saying, all right, this is the issue that anybody's going to win or lose on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I've heard is kind of time for a change from, yeah. you know, or or a, a, a scandal-plagued government. That's kind of the only thing. And, and that's not necessarily working uh, for Hudak or Horvath that well right now either, mm-hmm. surprisingly. No, and, and I think it's interesting because we haven't really heard health care much. I w- I'm, I'm wondering if that's waiting later on closer to the vote, later on in the campaign where it's going to have yeah. more of an impact. That's where maybe we'll see it. But there's really been not much talk about health care yet at all. Do you think the Green Party from the outside can make a difference here? I see Steve Pick on TVO, who I get a lot of time for the agenda. What a great show. I don't watch it as much as I should, but his last uh, article on the internet saying this could be a game changer. These guys are talking about last time they talked about they're at 8 to 10% in the polls. Do you think that from the outside, an issue that the Green Party's championing is one of their main planks in their platform, i.e. saving $1.6 billion every year by merging school boards, controversial? Do you think maybe they can gain some traction? and actually make change with the the leading parties do i no no <laughs> short answer well, we've I mean, seen people fall on the education I, platform yeah That's, absolutely yeah. I, absolutely I, I i don't know and you you may know better jim how how do you gain traction how you gain traction as a as a fourth party as a yet a fourth alternative mm-hmm. you know as viable as it may be i, I don't know how that happens right uh, i mean uh how do you do it as the third party for gar sakes mm-hmm. you know i mean it's big uphill battle for andrew horvath and uh and that's one of the best leaders they've had in a long time in my opinion and yeah, they still agree. you know they still have a long way to go my god they're looking up constantly because mm-hmm. well, the whole idea of merging the two school boards is a really interesting idea and i think a lot of people are you know interested in that campaign promise from the greens it's just you're not going to see any of the other three parties, which I think is what the Greens are hoping, would pick up on, it. Pick up on that because we saw right, okay, with, yeah. with with John Tory, 
that didn't go well. No, that was a very different. He was talking about funding all types of religions, all types which of school. I mean, but people still, saw right you still look that. at when you're looking at funding different schools, though, it still is the same, you know, funding issue. So I think mm-hmm. people right. are, are weary of talking about that issue in general. And I think that's where we're seeing a lot of reluctance from the other parties to even look at that, touch that, think about that, really. Uh, but it is, it is an interesting policy. So do you think we owe it to the politicians, our voter apathy, for not picking politics or political subjects or platform planks that actually gain traction or matter to us is that why we're not voting because the politicians are picking great planks to talk to us about i think it's a lack of uh, leadership i think it's mm-hmm. a lack of uh anybody who really you know captivating leadership um you know the the closest that we thought might happen and i'm talking across all platforms was a justin trudeau mm-hmm. Since, I mean, I think he's tripped a few times and mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, it's yet to be seen what kind of leader he actually is. But that's, that's the kind of thing. People were at least excited about that for a moment. You know, mm-hmm. the liberals had no choice but to go there eventually. So I'm surprised they didn't do it sooner. So who's, who's that person that absolutely just captivates us that says mm-hmm. this is the leader? I mean, uh, um, like uh, the you know, Pierre Trudeau's or like even Pierre that way, Trudeau, like Mulroney for the polarizing figure that he was. He certainly got people to the polls. Like Modi in India, just overwhelming landslide, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just for some reason uh, captured the people's attention. And uh, I, I don't know who that is. And if you can't if you can't engage people and get them to listen in the first place, they can talk about anything. They can well, that's true. give you any policy, any number of, uh, you know, free everything, more for everyone. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear it because... Uh, you're not really interested in listening in the first place. Tom McConnell had an interesting point, too, a couple weeks back, about we have it pretty good. (laughs) I know. That did not happen. (laughs) I'll I'll make fun of him because he's not here. Yes, yes. But he had a good... We have it pretty good. It's not like we're in a situation where we have human rights issues Mm, or any any glaring huge issues. So there becomes that apathy because, you know, it's, it's everything's really essentially okay in Canada right now, and it's pretty good. On the other side, I'm going to talk about this. Greg was on the show today. He's registered the none of the above party. I wanted to know if it's a, you know, and he, if he runs a candidate in every riding, can you imagine? He's he just getting 5% right off the bat from people right. think that they're actually mm-hmm. checking none of the above. No, you're voting for a party, even though he says it's not a party. You can do whatever you want. So your thoughts on the none of the above party when we come back after this on 610 CKTV. News of the day. One of the organizers behind the grassroots effort to bring ghost service to Niagara says they won't let the upcoming by-election kill the momentum. Every day. Canadian author Farley Mowat has died at the age of 92. Every day. PC leader Tim Hudak giving a peek at his million jobs plan. Hudak says he can create 200,000 new jobs over four years by eliminating restrictions on these skilled trades. On News Talk 610 CKTV and 610CKTV.com. Hello there. At the Volkswagen Lab, we've discovered that the Jetta costs as little as $6 a day. So if you bring your lunch to work, you can afford the Jetta. So, may I take your order? No, I made my lunch. Own the 2014 Volkswagen Jetta from only $84 bi-weekly with an extra $1,000 Autobahn cash discount until June 2nd. Visit your Volkswagen dealer or VW.ca for details. 1764 down, 2.9% APR for 84 months. 
610 CKTB is proud to sponsor the Niagara Rankin Cancer Run. Gather your family, co-workers, and friends on Saturday, May 24th at the Grantham Lions Club and join us as 610 CKTB takes stride to help raise funds for local cancer patients. Choose the 1K or 5K walk or the 5K run walk and help make a difference right here in our community. The Niagara Rankin Cancer Run is proudly sponsored by 610 CKTB. For more information, log on to 610CKTB.com. Getting from point A to point B is easy with CKTB. CKTB. Traffic reports all day, only on Niagara's News Talk 610 CKTB. Six ten CKTV weather brought to you by Harvest Barn. Plant your gardens for the long weekend with vegetables, plants, and flowers from Harvest Barn. Country markets in St. Catharines and Niagara on the Lake. Periods of rain ending this morning, and then a mix of sun and cloud. High of fourteen tonight. A few clouds and low plus four. Saturday, mix of sun and cloud. Thirty percent chance of showers late in the morning and early afternoon. We'll have a high of twelve, and then Sunday. More of the same, mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers. Right now it's cloudy and 9 degrees in beautiful downtown St. Catharines. A welding school not like the others. That's Niagara Welding Academy. So register today at the region's most established private career college for the welding trade. Niagara Welding Academy offers smaller classes starting every Monday with flexible hours and payment options to suit your situation. Don't wait until September to get started. Call 685-8984 or drop by the school on Cushman Road in St. Catharines. Niagara Welding Academy, a cool school for a hot trade. And now, a CWB accredited test center. Dealer invoice pricing has been extended at Auto Value Hyundai. Plus, get 0% financing on select models like the Hyundai Accent, Elantra, Santa Fe Sport, and the Tucson. Got a trade? Auto Value always pays top dollar. Dealer invoice pricing is still on at Auto Value Hyundai, Montrose and Thoroldstone Road in Niagara Falls. AutoValueHyundai.ca. They treat you like family. Dealer is reimbursed the holdback amount included in invoice price by the manufacturer for each vehicle sold. So why do you protect your home with Alarm Force? I shopped around and I got the best price by far. The app on my phone is great. I keep an eye on my house anytime I want. I love the song in the commercials. We go away, we don't worry about a thing. Alarm Force! I save a lot on my home insurance. Don't miss out. Call Alarm Force today and get our premium cell wave technology installed at no charge. Exclusive for the month of May. Call 1-800-267-2001. Alarm Force! 610 CKTV is proud to sponsor the Niagara Rankin Cancer Run. Gather your family, co-workers, and friends on Saturday, May 24th at the Grantham Lions Club and join us as 610 CKTV takes stride to help raise funds for local cancer patients. Choose the 1K or 5K walk or the 5K run walk and help make a difference right here in our community. The Niagara Rankin Cancer Run is proudly sponsored by 610 CKTV. For more information, log on to 610CKTV.com. Here in Niagara, we like things fresh. Fresh OJ, fresh coffee, and a fresh attitude. Why should your morning show be any different? The Tim Dennis Morning Show is prepared fresh every morning. Whether you're up with a rooster or up like a zombie, you'll know what's new right now. For a fresh start to your day, join Tim Dennis weekday mornings from 5.30 till 9. Only on the one voice for Niagara. News Talk 610 CKTV. Thank you. 
Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin, joined by Larry Fedorik and Stephanie Saverin from the News Department. Larry's coming on up next. We'll touch on his show. Talking earlier about the none of the above party. Did you hear the conversation at all today, Larry? I didn't uh, catch that part. No. Okay. So, so Greg Vesna goes to the province uh, elections Ontario and says, "I want to call the party none of the above party." They mm-hmm. said, "No." Can be too easily confused. They refuse to reserve the name for him. And then he brings action before the court. And just before he brings it to the court, they settle with him and say, okay, you can have it. Really? So now he's on the ballot. I don't imagine he's going to run 107 candidates. But I don't know if he's going to get some traction out of it. Maybe the media will cover it. Maybe they won't. But, I mean, if he did run 107 candidates across the province... Uh, anywhere in the ballot, people could confuse it as, well, I'm voting for none of these candidates. Right. Do you think we should have a box that says, I, I, well, you can you can decline your ballot in right. Ontario. Most people don't know that, which is different than spoiling your ballot. You spoil your ballot, spoil your ballot. But if you say they give you the vote, and I refuse to vote, I refuse right. to cast a ballot for any of these turkeys. Right. So the, my only problem with that is that most of the people who would tend to vote none of the above stay home. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, I mean, you know, at this point, I'm I'm the uh, what's the turnout? I don't even know. Is it sixty percent? Is it sixty eight percent? It's in the thirty forties. Yeah. Well, yeah. for the by election, nah. for the by election, it was thirty seven percent. I know. I know, but that yeah. was particularly low. I thought I, I thought the feds were up around, oh, around sixty federal elections. I thought provincial elections were similar. Mm. I could be mistaken on that. I but, think because we, but, we talked to a voting expert from Brock a couple weeks ago, and right? she was saying it was on that was about on par with what we're seeing. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, it's I know we're under I fifty then. for sure. It's yeah, Saturday, I thought then, but I mean, uh, I, I think if I'm going to be at least one of those, you know, forty percent uh, that I'm going to go specifically there and vote because I want to vote Liberal or Conservative or NDP or Green or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, if I want to vote none of the above, I just not go, not going. So I. That, that's the problem I see with that with that party. Yeah, yeah. think you gain any traction. Well, I, I think most people who actually make it out to the ballot box and who are going to take the effort to find out where they're voting and go are going to be, I, I would hope, at least informed enough to know that voting none of the above is an actual party and not an option on the ballot. Um, mm. we, we talk about the voter apathy and, you know, people aren't going out, but I think the people who actually get out are somewhat informed. Unless they confuse it maybe with like, a, you know, uh, a, a Catholic party, you know. Where the that's the con, name of the convent where Sister Benedict belongs. It's none of the above. Um, yeah, okay. What sure. do you think of the tenants? Reform, uh, electoral reform, recall, and referendum. That's basically what he's the party's founded on. So are those things that you think are important for politics today. Well, electoral reform, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's mm-hmm. but you know I think so too. But oh, some people say no. This is the best we've got, and that's just what we got. The rules are the rules. Well, and and that's the problem with the rules is that when you get in under a system as as the three parties have so far in the province, why would you want to change the system that brought you to power? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to take the chance Absolutely. that a different system would in fact uh, take you out of power mm-hmm. or lessen your power in any way? And that's the problem with electoral reform. It's never going to happen because of that. I shouldn't say never, but you know, very difficult. When a, and when a party campaigns on it, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for you, but <laughs> good luck. Andrea Horvath is the least responsive to the poor. She said they're shedding her image as the champion for the poor that. and the less fortunate, and she's campaigning for the middle of the road, middle class vote uh, with the... Uh, you know, we, we get these things that go around to the candidates yeah, yeah. all the time, one million poor people in uh, in Ontario, and she was the least responsive to it, said she's preoccupied with winning the middle class, reported by the Star. 
Yeah, that, that she's Surprising. no longer the champion of the poor. You know why that is, by the way? Because the middle class is now the poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it is. We middle class, we're struggling more than ever, right? To well. make ends meet. And so maybe, and, and please, I'm not making fun of the people absolutely without or anything, but it's, uh, uh, I guess you go, you know, go where the votes are again. Mm. We're seeing it. We've seen a number of studies too, talking about the middle class and how it's it's not really so much a middle class anymore, yeah. such as an upper and lower class. Mm. And you know, you're not seeing so much of that that you know middle of the road thing. So it's that's interesting. I, we always see these interesting things. I think during the election campaign at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'd read just before that a couple of weeks ago that the middle class had disappeared in mm-hmm. Canada. The, mm-hmm. the, there, were, there wasn't any middle class yeah. anymore at all. Yeah. There's basically have and have nots and. Great. Thanks for coming in, Larry. What are you got coming up today? The 99%. Oh, bang uh, up show for it, Friday on a long weekend? Bang up, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're actually going to have uh, Bridget uh, Keegan back because we have an official response sent to us from Health Canada. They're not coming on the show, Health Canada, about the inspection of BioLease, but they did send a very lengthy official response, which seems to point to a solution at BioLease. Well, but, but Bridget says she's still... Um, She's approaching this on two different levels, so this is kind of new, and she's going to explain that to us at 2.15. And then uh, at the beginning of the show today, something not to do at the LCBO that I I bet a lot of parents have done, that it was apparently absolutely against the the rules and the law. So we'll start with that at 1. That's a total tease right there. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Fedorik show coming up next right after the news. My thanks to all the guests today. Dykstra, Clark Bitter, Vesna. Your submissions on Vox Populi. Greg Campania, well done, man. Making us sound good. I am Jim Fan. We're in Sunday at noon. And then Monday for Tommy. He's back on Tuesday right here on 610 CKTV.